You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, and welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this glorious Saturday morning, the last Saturday in September. I'm coming to you live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. incredible NFL weekend awaits. Gosh, I can't wait. It's the best weekend of the young season. Not only do we get eight games early and then five late. I love that split. I don't like the three late. I like options late in case there's a blowout. Then we get Packers-Saints Sunday night football. Then now, because of what happened last night with Boston-Miami, if you are so interested and you can't handle all the commercials during Sunday night football, you'll get Heat Celtics game six. I have a compelling case to why that, that series is not close to over. And the Boston Celtics stayed alive. Think about <laughs> Isaac jumping in there and think about folks. Your best dessert ever. Mine would be donuts that are a little warm or like the chocolate lava cake. Think about your favorite dessert. I know dessert this early in the morning, not a great idea, but that's what Monday night football is. Chiefs Ravens. So fired up for that. 
Uh, I am a little nervous about picking NFL games this weekend. Um, we'll get to that later in the show. And we get some NBA tonight. And listen, I don't know what to make of the college football schedule. It's like I'm dipping a toe in a little bit, but I still I, I, I don't have a grip on the season. Everybody's starting at different times kind of has me messed up. Um, but we are one game away from LeBron going back to the finals. It'll be his 10th trip to the finals. Haters going to be in hiding. It's tough, tough out there for the LeBron haters. I know they're coming after me, but the king, he's back on top. Um, you just can't keep a good man down. LeBron, what a, what a performance at the end of game four, game five tonight. And, you know, I know the Lakers fans are up early. It's going to be a celebratory day. Um, but there's also, you know, the hope that the Lakers are able to win the chip chip. I don't think it's as much of a layup as everybody thinks it is. And obviously, yes, if LeBron falls to three and seven in the finals, that's terrible. But um, we'll do plenty of LeBron later in the show. And Gavin just informed me that Major League's base, Major League Baseball's postseason starts Tuesday. I I had no clue. I really did not know the season was that close to being over. The 60 games kind of sneaks up on you. And once NFL starts, I'm like locked in like a compression chamber and just totally focused on NFL every single day. Um, I think Tuesday's kind of a scary day because there is this um, political debate happening. And I'll tell you right now, guys, I was not only rooting for the Celtics last night so that we could get a game six and maybe a game seven. But I think what sports fans need is is definitely a game seven on Tuesday, okay? Mm-hmm. We, we get Major League Baseball postseason. That's good. That's good. Let's get Yankees and Dodgers on the on, on that Tuesday, please. I haven't seen a schedule. Gavin, we'll, we'll try to find a baseball schedule. But I, I'm telling you, I'm just— Teams are not finalized yet. Ah, okay. So I, I want no part of the debate Tuesday. I want no part of social media. I'm telling you, October—you know how Joe Rogan does Sober October? I think I might do Sober October for Facebook. I'm just going to avoid it at all costs. It's just going to be a nightmare. Um, I would love a Game 7 Celtics heat and Major League play, uh, Major League playoffs begin, and then somehow I, I don't have to get sucked into the negativity and the divisiveness that is the debate. But fortunately, we have sports to talk about today, and we all know that quarterbacks are the keys two NFL games, no doubt about it. Relief pitching and starting pitching is everything in baseball. And everyone says the NBA is like a star-driven league, but I'm going to ask you, what happens when we don't have two stars? What happens when we get to a team that doesn't have LeBron and Kyrie or LeBron and AD or Curry and Clay or Curry and Durant? We've almost forgotten what it's like there. has been It's been so long since a kind of a starless team has made the finals. Now, Dirk Nowitzki had Jason Kidd, who was a future Hall of Famer. I know he was old. Um, I think you got to go back to that Dallas team. And there is a little bit of the Miami Heat in that Dallas Mavericks team. Because I'm watching the Heat last night. I'm like, okay, we know what Jimmy Butler's going to give us. And Jimmy Butler did not have a great game. But it's really coming down to the role players for the Miami Heat. And you haven't been able to say that in a while. Role players, though, are hugely pivotal in the series. folks. The Miami Heat go up 3-1 on the Celtics because a role player, Tyler Hero, has 37 points from a 20-year-old. And yes, folks, we did talk about on straight fire 
Tyler Hero's tw- uh, who's 20, his Instagram girlfriend who has seven, I think seven and a half million followers. She's just such a huge deal. All, all anybody wanted to talk about like 10 minutes after Tyler Hero dropped 37, which was the second greatest performance by someone uh, of his age in the NBA playoffs. Magic Johnson's 42 was first and Tyler Hero's 32nd is second, right above Derrick Rose's 36. And, um, you know, Tyler Hero had a great game. He's a role player. He's a rookie. Do you know the real reason besides stopping Giannis that the Heat beat the Bucks? A fellow by the name of Jay Crowder. Do you know how out of his mind Jay Crowder played in that series? Jay Crowder. A non-factor against the Celtics, and that's something that matters. Jay Crowder went off against the Bucks. Averaged 15 in the series, shot 43% from deep. And when he vanishes, and when Tyler Hero has a non-entity game like last night, and when Duncan Robinson can't deliver, the Miami Heat don't have the stars. The Celtics have a duo, Tatum and Brown. We know that. Tatum's a superstar. Jalen Brown on the cusp of being in that, hey, man, this is the top 25 player. He does it at both ends. But the role players matter. Think about the only win the Denver Nuggets have over the Lakers. Obviously, Jamal Murray and Jokic are awesome, but they won that game because Jeremy Grant went bananas. He had 26 points. Role players matter. I know you guys want to say the NBA is a star-driven league, and yes, Jimmy Butler's a star, but Bam is not a star. Goran Dragic is not a star. Really good players. But I, I'm gonna I'm starting to wonder how are the Heat gonna close out the series? Because one of the other things that you look at in that that's close that's interesting is the Miami Heat all of a sudden aren't making three pointers. This is the craziest stat of the morning, folks, as it pertains to the NBA. So guys not named Tyler Hero in the last three games for the Miami Heat are 18 of 90 on three pointers. 20%. It's no surprise. Boston has won two of three. And We've seen the Nuggets come back from down 3-1 twice. It would not surprise me in the least if the Celtics win Sunday. Now, I don't know how anybody's going to watch Celtics Heat Sunday. The games are so good. Saints-Packers is going to be a thriller. I mean, I I, want to put it on TV too. It's going to be tough to put eyeballs on that with such a great NFL Sunday afternoon and evening. But we need that game badly. I, 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 you know, I have that Celtics Lakers finals ticket plus twenty eight hundred from October. That I, listen, it's not going to put my kid through college, but it is a very, very nice victory. It would be my best NBA hit probably in three years. Um, so I, I have a rooting interest in a Lakers Celtics final, and I guess at this point we should quickly talk about LeBron James before we get to the NFL. And. The, Le- the LeBron James, like, mystique is to the point where, and we talked about this on Straight Fire, like, Anthony Davis hits the game-winning three at the buzzer. And it's like, okay, we give Anthony Davis props, we give Vogel some props for drawing it up. Oh, look, LeBron was a decoy. And then within, like, four minutes, hey, did, did you guys notice how bad LeBron was down the stretch? I think he had five turnovers in the second half. Oh, he was terrible. It's like, wait, the Lakers just won. Anthony Davis made a buzzer shot. What are you doing trying to tear down LeBron? Like, why? Who cares? I wonder, is it because he's so outspoken on the social justice issues? Is it because the Michael Jordan lovers of uh, and haters of LeBron are just so worried that LeBron's coming for the crown? 
you guys know when Jordan signed off on uh, on the Jordan documentary, right? He's had those tapes sitting around forever. I think over 30 years. He signed off because LeBron came back from down 3-1 to beat the Warriors in 2016. That was when Michael Jordan said, okay, we got it. Let's do it. I give, he knows that LeBron's coming. Everybody knows LeBron's coming. I mean, listen, I know that there's going to be the argument, oh, he's only won four, Jordan won six. That, it's way de- if you just say that, you're a simpleton. And you don't know how to look deeper and into real discussions. No, I mean, LeBron's taken down all Jordan's records. And think about this. Down the stretch, game four, Jamal Murray killing the Lakers late. I mean, nobody can guard him. Caruso has no chance. Rondo has no chance. LeBron, I got him. Jamal Murray 0 for 3 shooting final five minutes of the fourth quarter. LeBron shut him down at the rim. Lakers win. But, uh, Jason, LeBron was so bad in, in, in game three, he had six turnovers. Okay. Game four, LeBron heard your hater aid, and he went and had zero turnovers, his first zero turnover playoff game since 2015. But, Jason, he's not getting to the free throw line. He only shot two free throw attempts. He's settling. Okay. Game four, LeBron, 14 free throw attempts. Like, just stop, guys. Stop going after LeBron. Enjoy him while he's here. Listen, he's going to be gone in a few years. LeBron's not playing forever. Enjoy it while he's here. And now I quickly want to say, um, I just need to get a word in on the NFL. Because Thursday Night Football is perfectly encapsulates why I'm nervous about week three in the NFL. So, you guys know the, the TV folks right before the game will pick who's going to win. And NFL Network, all the four people picking the game had the Jags and the over. The Jags were favored by three. And what I want you to think about before we go to break, how much of an overreaction have we had in two weeks about certain teams? The Jags went from they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, which we know the front office is tanking. Obviously, the players are not tanking. Nobody would say that. The Jags went from being the worst team in the league with the lowest projected win total to being favored by three against the Miami Dolphins. Now, to me, that was an obvious tell. I give out a best bet on straight fire, and it was the Miami Dolphins plus three parlayed with the Lakers' money line, which hit and hopefully got you paid. How were the Jags favored? It was insanity. But the people on TV, they don't understand the gambling aspects that, okay, there's been an overreaction. And there's a couple games that really stick out this week. I'm going to start with one. If you guys went to my Instagram, I'm wearing an Eagles shirt today. I went down in flames with the Eagles last week, but I only miss in the circle $1.4 million contest. I went 4-1. and one. Eagles let me down. The Eagles this summer were 10-point favorites. You could have bet them minus 10 against the Bengals. That line last I checked was 4.5. There's some fives in the market. Really? The Eagles start 0-2. Carson Wentz doesn't look good. Eagles don't look sharp. But we're backing Joe Burrow off his Thursday night performance where he looked capable. He got his, you know, he got beaten up pretty badly. A game where the Bengals averaged like four, I think it was 4.2 yards per play, 4.3, something like that, against a Browns defense that, you know, put up no resistance against the Ravens. Just beware of the overreaction. 
And this is the week where I think a lot of people are going to lose all the money they won last week because the books got crushed between the money line parlays, the teasers. Straight up, favorites went 14-2 and two last week. You have to be very, very careful heading into this week looking at favorites. Think about some of the teams that are dogs. The undefeated 2-0 against the spread Green Bay Packers are underdogs. The undefeated... Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, are getting three and a half in Baltimore. The Owen, I mean, there's some Owen two teams uh, uh, that that are in good shape here with the with the lines, folks. It's going to be a wild, wild Sunday. Strap in. We'll talk about that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just talking with Gavin during the break about Joe Rogan. It's weird. I, I haven't really listened to any of the Rogan podcasts in the last, like, two weeks. Again, once football kicks in, guys, I uh, I really hunker down because this stuff matters to me. The I, Listen, I'm a competitive guy, probably to a fault. And um, I, th- this gambling contest I- I is intense. And, you know, there's 3,000 people, 3,100 people in it. And listen, you win $1.4 million. The quarterly prizes are really large chunks of money. So week one, three, one, and one. Week two, four, and one. So I'm seven, two, and one. Um, obviously, listen, there is one guy who's 10 and 0. And what what stinks for me, and Gavin, I don't know how much you have looked at the lines, is the contest. It's called the Circa Contest. Mm. And the lines kind of suck because I know they're frozen, but they're shaded and really sharp. So, for instance, right now you can go get Saints favor by three. But in the contest, it's Saints by three and a half. And it's like, well, three is like probably one of the numbers. You don't want to go against that. You don't want to give Aaron Rodgers the hook. And then like the Giants, most places were four in the contest. They're three and a half. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to take. I think I'm going to take the Giants. Now, were your lines locked in? Yeah, they're frozen, I think, Thursday morning. Like Patriots is frozen at six and a half. So there's some injuries like A.J. Brown injury for Tennessee that probably wasn't finalized on Thursday. Yeah, now that's like a big one. This A.J. Brown thing. I, I'm telling you guys, I have looked, I spent way too much time looking at Minnesota and like pro football focuses grades of the Minnesota players this season. Not and, great, not great. I mean, not great, Gavin. <laughs> I mean, they've been awful. And now their top two starting cornerbacks, who were already awful to begin with, are out. They're starting two rookies. They have a like a, a fourth-year undrafted guy as the third cornerback, and they just elevated a guy from the practice squad, and you're like, Oh my gosh, these deep backups stink. But then on the other side, you're like, wait a sec, the Titans. The Titans are favored on the road? And I still can't give respect to Ryan Tannehill. I know he's had a good run uh, since getting away from Adam Gaze, which is another story entirely. Um, And you look at A.J. Brown's out, the receiver for the Titans. So it's like, oh, can can Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis take advantage of of these pathetic Vikings corners. And it's not like the Vikings D is great. Yeah, I would also think this could be the Derrick Henry game that we've all been waiting for. He's getting the the workload in every game, but he hasn't had the production. That's a great point. And Jonathan Taylor, a rookie, just went for like a buck 25 against his Vikings defense. And I I think like on the surface, I think I got to take Tennessee. But Gavin, this is one of those where... Oh, what's how, what's the split? Oh, yeah, the public is 90% on 10 or something like that. I right, think. yeah. I bet it on Tuesday, so I, I got to stick with it. But Titans minus two is where I got it. Yeah, no, no. I have Man. money invested at two and a half. But in the contest, which I think is different, like I don't mind putting a couple hundred bucks on Tennessee. But in a contest where the payday down the road is $1.4 million, I think I got to be a little more uh, – I think I got to be yes. a little smarter, right? So you keep looking. But I don't know. Do you trust Tennessee, Gavin? It's it's one of those teams where you go well. The numbers say I should I should do this, but 
look at the history of the franchise and look it's in minnesota how much does it really matter no that fans yeah yeah um so and again you know it's ryan Tannehill. he could easily you know turn back into yeah. a, a pumpkin by the way he's getting <laughs> jacked up i don't know if you noticed how many hard hits he took against the jags holy cow. now i will tell you there are two games two dogs that i've been looking at okay and All i right. think it's crazy to think about but what about the new york teams you got plenty of injuries on the other side. So you got the Giants, right, going against Nick Mullins and Jarek McKinnon. Okay. They don't have all the all the ammo there. They don't have the defense. Yeah, right? and you watch the second half against the Jets. And I know they had a big lead, you know, and whatever. So they didn't probably didn't need to attack, but it Jets played them to a standstill. Second half was 10-10. Now the Jets are, are real bad, and maybe I'll talk about them later. They are bad, but I I Still am a believer in Sam Darnold. And and look, it's an 11 and a half point line. It's a lot of points. You could be That's down 27 10 and get a, a touchdown with two minutes left, and all of a sudden the Jets cover. And that's all that matters. Like, I mean, are the, you're right. Are the Colts going to be throwing up big in the, in the uh, fourth quarter? Because remember, the Jets' defensive line can stop the run. I, I, look, I, I've seen pretty much every snap of Phillip Rivers' career. There are not that many games where he blows out an opponent. Yeah. And that's always been a frustration long time for as a Charger fan was keep the foot on the pedal yep. and put these guys away. I could easily see this being a game where the Colts get out to a big lead in the first half and then that lead Sit slowly shrinks and maybe they only yeah. win by six points. I probably so. shouldn't say the Jets can stop the run. The, the run defense was elite last year, top five. They gave up an 80-yard touchdown run last week. And they give up a 55-yard run in like third and 40. Doesn't something. help when your star linebacker sits out the season. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a, an issue. So that was one. Well, you're saying both New York teams. I, I'm thinking about both. I'm, I think I'm definitely going to put some uh, on the Jets for sure, just because the number is so big. Um, um, you know, one of these games that uh, it's going to be public against uh, the, uh, the house is, uh, I should say the professional gamblers are going to go ahead and take the six points with Denver. Gavin, I, I'm sorry. I I cannot do Jeff Driscoll, Melvin Gordon. Um, did you see yeah. Jerry Judy's hurt? Game time decision. So now who the hell is he throwing to? Noah, Noah Fant Fan. and KJ Hamler? <laughs> and listen, Tampa's defense is pretty good. Uh, I know Teddy Bridgewater got a bunch of garbage points last week after they were down 21 nothing, But that line can't protect Driscoll. He got sacked six times in three quarters. And I know it's like Driscoll covered against Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, that's kind of what Pittsburgh does. I think I, I'm telling you, Tampa was up 21 nothing. They dropped seven passes, uh, including a touchdown by LaShawn McCoy. That should have been a blowout. And I think Tampa puts it on them. I I I mean, five and a half on the road is a big number, Gavin. That's a lot. Uh, the other game I'm looking at is the Rams Bills. This could be my favorite game of the weekend, actually. Besides, really? You know, yeah. I, oh wait, I, wait. Favorite to gamble on or just watch? Uh, well to watch, but also if you dive into the Bills' defensive numbers, they're not as impressive as everyone thinks. You think of the Bills as this great stout defense. Their their defense against the run has not been yeah. terrific. I and think. their number two running back uh, Moss, the rookie, out. He's and, out. And Singletary has not looked great. Uh, early, it's like Josh Allen is carrying the run game. Yeah, so I, you know, one thing I would definitely be looking at is maybe a prop on Darrell Henderson, or I, I don't know if Malcolm Brown is going to play this game. But look at some of the Rams rushing props and, mm. and maybe take the over there. Yeah, um, and I'll close out quickly with this one. So your Chargers lost a heartbreaker, and I think you called it that they like to play Patrick Mahomes close. Yes, and- no, that no one plays better defense against Mahomes better than the Chargers. And it, but it was not a heartbreaker. 
That that game was all about the excitement of feeling like you got out of quarter, quarterback purgatory in one week. We had one week of Tyrod Taylor, and then Herbert comes in, lights it up. I, I cannot believe Anthony Lynn didn't go for it on, in, oh, come on. in you overtime. Can you can believe that. That's what he does. Well, he's you're right. Yeah, I should I should have seen it coming. But I thought if there's ever a game a coach doesn't need to answer for why they lost, that game, no one was expecting you to win. Rookie quarterback making his debut. Why not go for it, even if you're on your own 30-yard? So, okay, so Man. who are the real Chargers, Mr. Chargers fan? Are the real Chargers the guys who almost lost to the Bengals on the road? Or well, the guys who played super tough against a divisional opponent that they could easily get up for. I, I think what you see this weekend is what you want to take away. And so that's not quite. That's what I'm looking for. Like <laughs> I kind of like Carolina here. And then another crazy really? stat is the Carolina Panthers have three quarterback pressures through two games. I mean, that's like a quarter for T.J. Watt of the Steelers. They have three pressures. That's it. Yeah, that's amazing. And then they're also a terrible run defense. So oh, Joshua the Kelly, the rookie, got 23 carries last week. I think you've also got Austin Eckler there. I think this isn't going to be a great fantasy day for Justin Herbert, but I do think the Chargers are going to win. I think they're going to manage the clock a little. I think that time of possession is going to be heavily in their favor. So that would be my final question. Yeah. Like, you know, should a rookie quarterback be favored by six and a half in his second career start? I, we, I look, we don't have enough of a sample size. It's an interesting number, though, right? Six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering why it's not seven. I guess they yeah. definitely can't give seven because everybody would load up on it. Um, I just, I think Carolina is going to be feisty. But I, I, you, what you try to do in these gambling contests is avoid the game where within the first ten minutes you know it's done. And like if it's fourteen nothing and Bridgewater throws a pick, like they're not going to be. I mean, it, I just, yeah, I hate that. The most like. interesting thing will be. You know, now Herbert has had an entire week to prepare. Yep. He's been working with the ones. That was not the case last week. So what does he look like? Does he look more shaken up and 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 not prepared? Because last week he was just thrown into the fire. And there's an argument that maybe it could have worked for him because he couldn't psych himself up, you know? Um, so there is be now there's yeah. tape on him, though. There's four quarters with a tape on, on Herbert. Uh, hopefully Matt Rule and his guys can see some tendencies. Um but their defense has not shown up, and Teddy Bridgewater hasn't looked like much uh, this season. He's, no, he's got over 600 yards passing, a lot of turnovers, but it is early. I mean, I, listen, I, I don't want to go too deep into I think the way they lost that Raider game was just kind of tough because I, I really thought they were going to pull it out in the end. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a feisty game from Carolina. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, we'll do a little more on the NFL. I'll look at college football, but we also, I mean, listen, I, I know it's – Late September, we not not really supposed to talk NBA in September. It's like a you an unusual year where the NBA still has like big market share right now because LeBron's still alive and the playoffs are happening. But I don't know how interested are you in a in a Miami Heat versus Lakers final. I mean, I, there's some good storylines, but does that pique your interest? We'll do that next year on Fox Sports Radio. But first. Here's Isaac Lowenkron with what's trending in sports. Good morning, Jason. We are 87 minutes and 30 seconds away from college football kicking off today at noon Eastern. Three top 10 teams will be in action. We've got third-ranked Oklahoma hosting Kansas State. Number five, Florida will be at Ole Miss. And eighth-ranked Auburn will play host to number 23, Kentucky. On Friday night in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Boston Celtics defeated the Miami Heat 121-108 to stay alive. Heat still leads the series three games to two. Jason Tatum, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. It was his fifth 
30-point game of this year's playoffs. Jalen Brown scored 28 game six of the series on Sunday. In game four of the Stanley Cup final, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars went to overtime. Lightning radio voice Dave Mishkin takes it from there on WFLA. And boy, does he ever take it from there. He shot in Kirk right circle. Shoot! Shankirk! The Lightning win it! They win game four! 5-5 overtime! They lead the Stanley Cup final! Three games to one! Michigan now listed as probable for Game 5 with a sprained larynx. In Major League Baseball Friday night, the Houston Astros clinched the final spot in the American League playoffs thanks to the Angels' 9-5 loss to the Dodgers. The Cincinnati Reds clinched their first playoff spot in seven years with a 7-2 victory over the Minnesota Twins. The Miami Marlins clinched their first playoff spot in 17 years with Woo. a 4-3 victory over the Yankees. This the same Miami Marlins team that lost a 105 games just one year ago. Jason? Wow, Isaac, I had no idea the Stanley Cup finals were that thrilling. So what wait, it's 3-1. Who's it? Who's 3-1 Tampa Bay. Ah, Two okay. Sunbelt teams playing in Edmonton. Sun- uh, when you say Edmonton, Isaac, all I think of is that um, Sega Genesis NHL game where the Edmonton Oilers like had good players. That was like the last time I played a hockey video game. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, they were the dynasty of all dynasties yeah. in the 1980s. You bet. All right. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right. Um, I didn't have this scripted, but I totally re- uh, want to discuss it. Um, Chris and Gavin, I don't know if you guys have watched this on Netflix, either with your girlfriend or your wife or solo. There is um, a program, a documentary called The Social Dilemma. No, I heard about it. I heard it's great. Have you seen it, Chris? I have not, no. So, essentially, it talks about, you know, how all these programmers in Silicon Valley are making these algorithms that mess with your head. But I've said, guys, on here repeatedly, I do not, I want to get to the point where I do not have to have social media and feed that beast. Uh, Listen, that's a tough place to get to. I think right now, the only guys there are like Stephen A. Smith, Wilbon, Kornheiser, uh, Colin Cowher to an extent, but like, you have to really, really make it to get there and just not do any of this stuff. And Social Dilemma, I highly recommend it. If you guys are bored, the biggest takeaway for me, or one of them, is that these guys who made these algorithms, who get you hooked on your phone, constantly scrolling, they keep their kids away from iPhones and screens and definitely social media apps. They created it. And they do not want their own family using it. What does that tell you? I mean, Chris, how often are you on your phone? You're a single guy, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm single right now. Yeah. And, and so. how, I'm, I'm just curious when you, like, listen, I know you're into sports and you do the podcast and you, you still do some blogging. How, yeah. how often are you on social media? Almost all the time. I mean, when I'm at home, I've got, I, I have a pretty, I, I work on my own PCs at home. I have two monitors. One of them's usually has TweetDeck. On one of them. I don't use Facebook, though. Uh, Twitter is really my only social media. Mm. I, I staunchly refuse and have not used Facebook for multiple, multiple years. 
and I curate my Twitter feeds very, very heavily. So I don't really have the problems. Like I've got about four digits of followers. I don't have any of the problems with too many people just because I just, but that, that does take a lot of work to get there. And yeah, no, it's, it's definitely something I, I do a lot of. And Gavin, are, like when you're away from the job, I mean, listen, sports is your deal. You work in it. You've got a lot of side projects cooking. Like, how do you handle it? Because you you don't do have I... you don't have kids. You're just you, no. you're just girlfriend, basically wifed up at this point. <laughs> but but what's your question? Like, how do I deal with not having social media? Well, no, I mean or... you you do have social media. I right? have Facebook. I have Instagram. But those are not the toxic ones. Um, those and I'm not on Facebook all day to see all the essay long opinions on the election <laughs> I, i'm not seeing that stuff it's more you know friend groups and stuff right um, but what about have you yeah. had any family members post stuff on facebook that are that's election related and you're like oh boy no i mean nothing that 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 is upsetting or like you know not seeing long you know hatred you know toxic uh conversations so no it's it's been healthy especially mentally to uh to to get away from Twitter, you know, this whole, you know, the last few months has just not been fun. On oh there. gosh. Yeah, and the next sure. month is going to be bad. No. I, my new strategy is I'll wake up, I'll, you know, do either run, do some lifting, sit-ups, whatever, um, kind of go in fresh. And then I'll dive in deep for like five hours. I have to be locked in with her writing, getting ready for a video, a TV hit, whatever it is. And at early afternoon, I can feel it wearing on me. So I'll just like go lay down, read a magazine, read a book away from the phone. And listen, it is tough, man. It's, it's hard once you're in this industry. Now, if you're like an accountant, you don't need all this crap. You just don't. If you're gambling, you kind of do. Yeah. I mean, it also takes me back when to our younger days when we didn't used to know every issue going on in the world. Not that it's bad to be aware of the problems of society, but like, we don't need to see every single video of, of the latest, you know, boycott or whatever's upsetting people. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of where I come from on it. Like, I don't, I don't need to be aware. I, I want to know the major things, but you know, that, that'll come to me in its own way. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. And that's the other issue. Like when we were kids, like, you know, it was like watching TV was the big Scrooge. Your parents are like, turn the TV off, go outside and play. Now it's like, Please turn the TV on. Get off a screen uh, and go to a less less damaging screen because the TV's not as addictive as the phone is. The phone is just infinite scroll, and the the one that they say is really bad is TikTok um, because it yeah, just, TikTok it, is is very creepy to me. And it's, I mean, it's I, I I told my girlfriend the other day like there was some montage of of this dance about um uh, Tiger King. And I actually felt uncomfortable watching it because after two of the videos, it starts going into younger kids. And I'm like, why would I want to watch that? Yeah, it's and that's very the strange. problem. You know, YouTube started that too, the automatic kick to the next video. And TikTok basically does it every, and it's only like 15 seconds. And Nick, what's that? I was going to say, there's been also exposés about like some of the weird stuff that happened with like YouTube for kids and about just really predatory behaviors. There, there's been some deep dive I've seen from some tech outlets about like, uh, just how that content mill got run and just how it got filled up with abuse and kind of stuff you don't want to see your kids and yet yeah. it's on YouTube kids like almost like you know the machine's gone evil kind of stuff yeah and and think about it like during a quarantine and you know you're not supposed to hang out with friends uh, 
you know, it's easy for the kids to fall into this. Uh, I know there's a lot of listeners out there who like the dad life stuff. All I'll say is just do your best to get them outside. Like I, we've we've got our kids, and we say, hey, you know what? You, we'll give you this watch with a GPS. Obviously, no apps or anything, just phone and GPS. Go hang out with your friends. Get out of here. You know, we're giving them freedom. Hey, you want to invite some friends over to play outside? Go for it. Do whatever you just. It, 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 please, no more Roblox. You guys don't know what Roblox is, I gather, right? I know what it is. I know yeah. it's very popular. Oh, gosh. You know? I, I had no idea. And <laughs> and I made the mistake because every kid says, oh, I got a million Robux. My parents got let me do it. And then, you know, Dad, can you give me $50 for Robux? I'm like, 50 What? What are you buying? And then it's, you know, well, I got to buy this dragon so I can go around. I'm like, wait, you want to spend money on a freaking flying dragon in a video game that you're going to trade away in three days? No. Didn't you tell your kids that the Lakers won? I did. I did. I was Lakers Nuggets game three that comeback. Said the Lakers when the Lakers come back and win this because they were down twenty and then they cut it to like fourteen. And I was like, deal. Well, I'll let you go on the phone. And they didn't. I was willing to let them. (laughs) The wife was not. Uh, Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, Major League Baseball. We are getting up to speed on Major League Baseball. The postseason starts Tuesday. I'm shocked to hear the Marlins are in it. We'll talk about that next here on Fox Sports Radio. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get new car replacement. So if your car is totaled, Farmer's will pay to replace it with a new one of the same make and model. Like reuniting with an old friend with the added benefit of that new car smell. So it's really new car and new car smell replacement. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Now for the legal something. Optional coverage not available in every state. Only available with select farmers branded policy subject to terms and conditions. Underwritten by Farmers Truck or Fire Insurance. Exchanges are affiliate. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. Works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist recommended. Odor-free pain relief. For muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, or even arthritis. There's no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. Works fast and you won't stink. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Just reading a story from 2019 about Jamal Murray and... His dad was like a big uh, martial arts guy and played a lot of basketball. When Jamal Murray was seven, he was required to drain 30 straight free throws before he could stop for the day. That is so funny. Last year, I did that with my then eight-year-old. And we made, you have to make five before we stop for the day. So Jamal Murray is seven. You had to make 30. And, um... Some of this other stuff is really interesting. He he said he made Jamal Murray meditate to eliminate the outside noise, push-ups in the snow, laps before school, running, conditioning uphill. This is awesome stuff, you know? I, I really like that. I, I, I mean, I'm so into that. And, like, I'm not saying that I wish my parents had done that for me because, like, listen, there's no chance that I was going to be a professional athlete. Um but I do like, I don't know how much you guys are into history of like your own family. Um, but my family's not from America. I was the first born in my family in this country. And, you know, my parents, they were not sports guys. They're athletic in terms of shape. Um, but they're not like, they weren't like big sports guys. And my dad told me recently that his dad was a big, big soccer player in the country he was from, Dominica, in the Caribbean. And his dad, was trying to get him into play sports. And when he was just like not that into it, it was like drove a wedge between him and his dad. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be that dad who forces my kids into sports, but I want them to be into it. 
I, I cannot stress enough how good sports are, guys, for um, for young people, like making friends, um, teamwork, trying to achieve a goal, you know, winning and losing. Losing sucks. Nobody likes losing. But, yeah, nobody's perfect and nobody wins everything. Um, anyways, that was just a little – I was reading the story on Jamal Murray during the break. I, I would recommend it. Let's see. It's um, why no stage is too big for the Nuggets, Jamal Murray – Jackie McMullen of ESPN, January 2019. Um, right, so I was also looking at the baseball standings. And, like, I, I don't know. I mean, are they going to do the bubble? Do we know that, I, Gavin or Isaac, for the playoffs? I know they had talked about a, an MLB postseason there bubble. There are a couple locations of where the MLB postseason games, I believe Isaac knows this. Yeah, so the first round's all at home ballparks. The rest are all going to be in bubbles. They're going to have American League bubbles at uh, Dodger Stadium and in San Diego, National League bubbles for the division series in Houston and Texas, and then uh, the league championship series uh, for the National League is going to be at Globe Life Field, and the World Series will be there too. And I think the uh, NL championship series is going to be in San Diego. So first round, they will be doing a lot of travel or no? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, the, the first round the uh, is going to be at home ballparks. Okay. But there's only going to be one uh, shift in, in location. So the Nationals went from winning the World Series to 23 wins. Um, I think this, the, when you look at the markets that Major League Baseball is getting, uh, the Cubs are going to the playoffs. The Dodgers are going to the postseason. The Padres, who have been a great story, um, they're going. And then in the AL, oh, my gosh, Houston Astros, Yankees, um, I think Cleveland, Chicago, White Sox. Wait, so both Chicago teams go into the postseason. That's really good for baseball. And and we've talked about it a lot. Like, look at the teams left in the NBA playoffs. Like, the Denver Nuggets, no disrespect to the Nuggets, but listen, you don't have a huge fan base. You don't have a huge TV market. Lakers obviously help. Uh, Boston obviously would be huge if they're able to push through to the finals. And the Miami Heat are an interesting one because, like, in that Miami market, who dominates the Miami market? It's not the Dolphins. Miami Hurricanes? It ain't the Marlins. Is it the Heat? Or is Miami such, like, a South Beach town that there really is no dominating team there? Um, Really good stuff for baseball. And baseball postseason, I will be watching it on Tuesday. I sure as hell ain't watching any of the debates. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, Going to get those super contests, Circa picks out, betting guru, TA, next. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? 
I've, I've lost count. Or shoot that, shoot that. And even checkouts not until four, so because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and four p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Oh, it's me, ladies and gentlemen, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Started the show with some football. Going right back to it. Bringing in my guy, T.A. I don't know if I could say we discovered him or uh, how we even met. Might have just been a Twitter thing. And there's one of the few benefits of Twitter, meeting interesting people. T.A. joining us now. T.A. probably just got done burping his little baby, um, and he's ready to dig into some NFL games. What's up, man? How'd you know? I was uh, <laughs> yeah, I was scroll- scrolling through Twitter in, in the background while I was burping the baby, and I put her down, and I'm on with you. It's we, perfect. We talked about deleting Twitter with the first debate coming up Tuesday, and uh, October and November is just going to be a disaster. But for sports purposes, like, you need to be on there, right? I mean, you got to get the yeah. injury reports on Devontae Adams and all this so you can be actionable on the NFL. T.A., let's dig into week three. Um, how'd you do last week? I forgot. Uh, I went two and three. Uh, I was after a four and one week and week one. So, you know, still okay overall. Yeah, Didn't get killed. But, uh, you know, a couple of close games. I had Tampa, which had that back door. But I also... You know, had Dallas, who, you know, almost got a miracle cover. They did yeah. win. Um, and then I had the Browns, who, uh, you know, should have won, uh, should have covered easily mm. and got backdoored. So at least I made, I made them uh, interesting. But, uh, yeah, two and three overall, uh, week two. All right, you want to go first here, week three, fire away. Who do you like? I like the Patriots. Yes. Uh, I think it's down to, down to five. And so it's interesting, this line is, has moved down. It seems like there's some sharp money on the Raiders, which I'm surprised at. You know, a lot of angles that fit New England here. You know, the Raiders coming off a big primetime win, short week on Monday night, having to fly cross country. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gruden has been um, pretty poor the last uh, two years in terms of playing 
uh, one o'clock games on the East Coast. He's, he's one in five Ooh. straight up and against the spread. And now that excludes week one when he played at Carolina. I mean, week one, you're, you have plenty of rest and travel. So I'm not really, that doesn't really count. But otherwise, doesn't do well in these situations. They've gotten blown out a bunch of times. And then, you know, of course, New England off a loss. You probably heard this that a million times. I mean, Belichick is over 70% against the spread off a loss. And, you know, I thought, hey, maybe that's a Tom Brady stat, right? Like that could be just Brady's brilliance. But looking back at the, at the Matt Castle year, um, uh, and I believe it was 2006, they, they actually went um, five and one, or sorry, four and one straight uh, against the spread and five and oh straight up in, those, in, in that season mm. off a loss. So he's done it with, with essentially both quarterbacks. So I think they're going to have a focused um, game plan, especially on defense. The secondary got burned last week by Russell Wilson. They're going to want to prove a point here. I think they're going to shut down Darren Waller. And now with, with no Henry Ruggs, um, you know, big weapon loss for Oakland, and even bigger, that offensive line is a mess. Richie Incognito is out. He's yeah. been one of the best guards the last two years. You know, his backup is a guy named John Simmons. He's a fourth-round pick from Clemson, and I looked this up. He filled in last week and had an 11 PFF um, uh, offensive line grade, which I've never <laughs> seen before. I mean, anything under 50 is really bad. So, 11, <laughs> he allowed yeah, he allowed the five pressures in in the game. So, I mean, he's struggling. And all three right tackles for Oakland are either or for the Raiders are either out or questionable. So they've got some shuffling along that line. I think it all points to a New England blowout here. Yeah, I'm with you. That that's one. Of, it that on a tough weekend that feels like the easiest one. I, I'm with you on Patriots. Ta, uh, I I do want to say one. Uh, there, a lot of these games, you know, the whole Owen two against the spread to start the season. They bounce back in week three. I think it's 47 and 28 over the last 10 years. So we know some of these 0-2 against the spread teams are going to bounce back. I know it's dangerous to get in front of them, but what if I took Tampa Bay against Denver? Now, Denver did cover week one, so this totally doesn't apply to them. But there's two games, Tampa and Pittsburgh, that on paper, everything screams you have to take the favorite. Um, If you had to pick one of those two to ride with, Pittsburgh by, I think it's four, or Tampa five and a half, which side would you go with? Oh, well, I, I actually, um, I like Denver. Um, I think it's, 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 you know, the defense is still pretty solid. Look, they went in, went into Pittsburgh with Jeff Driscoll and almost beat them outright. Um, you know, I, I, look, I like Tampa. I had them last week, but they still make dumb mistakes and they're not a perfect, perfect team. I think it's a lower scoring game. So I would avoid that. I mean, I honestly don't have a real feel on the Pittsburgh Houston side. I would probably lead Pittsburgh, but that's not really one that I'm interested in getting. Um, getting involved in, uh, we just don't know much about Houston yet. With you know playing Kansas City and, ba- and Baltimore the first two weeks, so wait, uh, they so do are, have a. De- are you on Denver? I am on Denver personally, not not in any oh, contest, not in the contest. Because one of the no. things that jumped out was I I had to watch Tampa obviously close last week because I had them. They dropped seven passes. Shady McCoy drops a touchdown pass. Godwin's back this week. I don't know if you saw the news. Jerry Judy is now doubtful. Cortland Sutton out. So they're basically having Jeff Driscoll, who now they have a game of tape on. Um, the Steelers had no tape on him, had the, and they kind of just caved there late. I, 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 I think Tampa puts a beating on them. Am I crazy? I don't, I, I don't, how can Denver keep up if Tampa's scoring at the clip? Tampa should have had 40 points last week. Um, I, I don't yeah, see no, how But Driscoll that's what they do. But, but see, Jason, that's the thing. That's what they do. Like, this is, you consider this a Tom Brady team, but this isn't the Patriots. Like, Tampa does, just like my Browns, like, they do stupid things. They make dumb mistakes. They, 
they fumble at the wrong time. They, um, you know, get called for, for a personal foul at the wrong time. They just do things to keep other teams in the game. Look, I'm not saying it can't be a blowout. I mean, very yeah. easily could get away for Denver. I just think that, you know, Denver has a real home field advantage, even without a crowd early in the season. You know, in September, historically, they've really done, um, you know, they cover at a pretty, pretty high rate. And it's because of the stamina issues and the mile high. And when you get, you know, warm weather, that that's a real problem. And so, you know, look, not and Denver's defense is still pretty solid. It's not it's not as good as, as it is with Von Miller. I, to me, like I said, it's one that I stay away from. I mean, eighty percent of the the tickets are on Tampa, and normally I don't Ooh. believe believe too much in that stuff. But like, you know, that line's dropped from six to five and a half yeah. now. Like, I don't know. It's just one that I'm not really um, uh, one that I want to get involved. Okay. In. Uh, what What's your next one? <laughs> so I got a. Um, you know, you're talking about zero and two teams, right? I I got the Lions um, oh, plus six. Nobody. Nobody wants them, man, right? Nobody I, I, wants to I, take Detroit. I would love to, T.A. I mean, try to make the case. I, I just – you the, the defense that Patricia runs, hey, let's just rush four guys and drop everybody back in a coverage like Belichick. Kyler Murray just I, – I, I, I just know what's going to happen if you do bet that. But go ahead. Let me, let me hear it. <laughs> well, look, uh, you know, Owen teams against the spread and straight up versus um, teams 2-0 and against the spread and straight up, which is the only – this is the only case um, we have on the slate this weekend. Um, have hit 64% against the spread. It's mm-hmm. the underdog here since 2003. I mean, there's a reason that these lines get inflated. Now, look, if I had asked you before the season opener, if I said, you know, Detroit in Arizona, what, what would what would your guess be the line line would be or should be? Yeah, it's probably two and a half or three. Exactly, right? So you're talking about a three and a half, three-point adjustment here. And, okay, what if DeAndre Swift, week one, catches that easy touchdown and they beat Chicago? What's this line? Is it three and a half? You know, like the, you get blown out against the Green Bay team. Where, by the way, they were they were leading in the first yeah. half. I mean, they just got torn apart because of the, the injuries in the secondary against an Aaron Rodgers team. It's going to happen. I just think this line is inflated. I think it's a value a value play here. I think the the Lions getting back Kenny Galladay is a huge deal. Matt Stafford was throwing deep a ton last year before he got hurt and was very successful at it. This year, his numbers have dropped a lot in terms of um, attempting deep throws just because he doesn't have Kenny Holiday. It's a big deal for that offense. You get him back, hopefully, stretches the field. You know, Arizona hasn't been tested on defense. They faced the worst offense in the NFL in Washington last week. They faced a battered San Francisco offense that, that lost George Kittle midway through the, through the game and didn't have any receivers. So I, I just say, don't think they've been tested by a real – um, you know, top-notch quarterback here that can stretch the field. And so I think that the Lions will keep it close. I actually think they win, uh, to be honest. I think they, they somehow pull this out. But, again, I'm in the minority here. And, no, no, um, no. I, listen, this was on my list. Play. I, I like this play. I just – the other thing is it looks like Trufant isn't going to play. So does that mean rookie Jeff Okuda against Nuke Hopkins? Like, that? that's a little – Well, Trufant is questionable, I believe, right? I don't know if he's been declared out yet. Oh, but, yeah, I, yeah, I mean – Maybe he plays. That would be huge. Um that, that is huge. I mean, Akuda, yeah, Akuda, I love him. He's an Ohio State guy. Look, Devontae Adams just took him to school, but that's going to happen yeah. in your first start. I mean, no preseason for these guys. That's it, a big, that's uh, a tough spot to be in. So we'll see. So, so let me ask you how you handle a game like Saints Packers, okay? It's down with three now, but in a lot of the contests, it's Saints three and a half. And I would take it if it were three, but at three and a half, I can't give Aaron Rodgers the hook. I'm fine if I get a push there, but I mean, it's. You know, no Devontae Adams. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely like the Saints here. It looks like 80, 
75% of the public is on is on Green Bay. Any thoughts on Saints on a short week after looking bad in that island game? Yeah, so I get them at three. I have them at three, mm-hmm. so I took them here. Yeah. I think that, well, you know this, whenever there's a trendy public underdog, you know what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. And look, it's, this is all narrative. This is all narrative. Look, the Saints, they lose on, on Monday night. Everyone says Drew Brees can't throw the ball. I mean, Drew Brees still had a pretty good game. I mean, it's not a hit up to his standards. He still threw the ball for over 300 yards. Seven and a half Look, yards per the, play, I think. Yes, the Saints outgained um, the Raiders 7.4 to 4.9 on a yards per play basis. The only reason that that game uh, got out of hand a little bit was because of penalties. penalties I mean, the yeah. Saints had 10 penalties for 129 yards. And again, tough spot going, in, uh, going into uh, Las Vegas, first game at home. I just think that the, Drew Brees is still going to be able to, um, you know, efficiently move down the field. It's what he's been doing for two years. I mean, he didn't throw the ball deep last year at all either. Um, I just think that um, we're overinflating the Green Bay right now, uh, who face two of the worst secondaries in the NFL. We see how bad Minnesota's secondary is. They've got a bunch of young guys, and they're not good players. They tore them up week one. Last week, again, we talked about the Lions injuries all over that secondary. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore in this secondary is much, much better. So step up in class and you don't have Devontae Adams. I think that this is uh, a perfectly, uh, this is a perfect spot for the Saints to, to win by 10, 10 plus points. I mean, I'm not afraid to bet against Aaron Rodgers anymore. I mean, he's been excellent this year, but you know, again, without Adams, this is such a huge loss. And I think the defense here um, steps up for the Saints. Any thoughts on the Giants getting four or three and a half? against the second unit of the 49ers. Yeah, I love the Giants here. Okay. I'm on them as well. You know, I, I tweeted this earlier. Um, so when you look at between losing DeForest Buckner in the offseason and then now having uh, D Ford, Nick Bosa, and Solomon Thomas all out for this game, they've lost 209 pressures out of the 377 the entire defense had last year. So you're talking 70-plus percent. Um, or close to 70% of the pressures are now gone from, from this team. And look, they've got, they still got Javon Kinlaw, who's been okay uh, by all accounts so far. It hasn't been great. They've got Eric Armstead, who's a really good defensive end, so, so he's still there. But they've got a bunch of backups. They've got, um, you know, Greenlaw, I believe, is out. Richard Sherman on the secondary is out. I mean, you've got five-year top seven um, highest-graded defenders are out for this game. Uh, since from the Super Bowl team last year, I, I think it's it's definitely going to have an effect. And look, the Giants can't protect very well, but when you have essentially a bunch of backups there, I mean, Daniel Jones is going to have time. Mm-hmm. And offensively, obviously, Garoppolo to Mullins, you know, I think is a two to three point drop. Some people don't think it's substantial. But, I like Mullins you know, a lot. Yeah, but yeah, he's a good backup. But you know, Garoppolo still runs that offense and knows that offense well. And, and you know, not only that, no Kittle. No like Kittle, I just yeah. think. You're really, uh, I think Shanahan just wants to get out of here with a win. He's worried about, the, the players are worried about that field. That's, that's going to leak into their conscious. I just think that there's too many variables here to get to lay over three on the road uh, with all of those injuries and all of that going on. I just think this is um, a spot for the Giants yeah. to at minimum lose by a field goal or less. But I think they can win this game. L- let me ask you about one of the ones that I'm considering for my fifth or fourth is the Carolina Panthers getting six and a half. I, I don't understand how Herbert's favored by six and a half. Uh, I know this is about Carolina, which has given up over 30 points in both games. But the offense has moved the ball. Bridgewater's been okay. Um, No McCaffrey. I think it's similar to a Saquon effect. Like, okay, we don't just have to feed McCaffrey all the time. We can get it to Samuel. 
we get it to Robbie Anderson and spread the ball around. I mean, at six and a half is a lot for a Chargers team that looked ordinary at best in the opener with Tyrod. I don't think they're as good as they were against the Chiefs last week. And now there's a week of uh, tape on Herbert, so he won't catch them flat-footed. Yeah, I agree. I didn't take Carolina here, but I, you know, I tweeted early, uh, a couple of days ago. You must have seen this that I, I couldn't remember a, a rookie quarterback in you know one of his first two starts you know, with limited action, obviously um, being favored by this many points. I went back and just kind of manually looked um, since 2006. I haven't seen a single rookie quarterback in either the first or second start, and also within their first two appearances. Um, be favored this much. Wow. No one's been favored by, by more than four that I've seen. Now, Carson Wentz did beat the Browns in his rookie year uh, in his first game. Uh, Joe Flacco uh, beat the Browns in his rookie year minus <laughs> when he was a three-point favorite. Uh, and I think there was one other. I think Daniel Jones last year um, was a three-point favorite against Washington and, and beat them. But otherwise, I, I see a three and ten uh, against the spread and straight-up record. Wow. Um, for any rookie quarterback in this spot. Now, some people will say, well, Lamar Jackson was a, you know, six and a half point favorite early on, but he was, he had already played like 11 games. You know, this wasn't like, he wasn't like fresh, um, you know, off, off the uh, sideline here. So uh, a little bit different spot here, but I just think that, you know, Herbert looked good. But again, when you, when you are a rookie quarterback and there's no film on you and you step in and all week that Kansas City defense was preparing for Tyrod Taylor, it's a different, it's a totally different scenario once you get a week of tape. Carolina's defense is really bad, okay, really bad. Maybe the worst in the NFL. So that's that's where I get a little bit hesitant. But I think that offense is going to be able to move the ball, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if if Carolina you know covers and wins this game. So I'm not, I don't hate it at all. All right, all right, TA. There it is. Good, good lineup, good picks. And guys, it's not just about the picks; it's the process. You know, like that's half the battle. Uh, I've still, I, I. You know, it's a tough week. It's a really tough week. Be careful. Good luck to you. All right, you too. All right. Uh, you can follow him at Cleve TA on Twitter. He's uh, he's informative. I, that's what I like. I like information. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, Iowa Sam is now in the building, so we can talk a little bit of college football. Um, it seems like a good slate, um, but I ha- I have not fired on any games yet. Maybe uh, I'll find something during the break to uh, – That's actionable for you. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Ooh, I think this song has me, Iowa Sam. What do we have here? Uh, Chromeo. Chromeo. I'm going to have to go to iTunes right now and get me a little Chromeo. Uh, Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Hope uh, you guys got into the NFL Based on that little 15 minutes. I, I didn't get to get into the Eagles. Interesting. Now, listen. One of the things before we get to college football. Early in the week, limits are low for NFL. So, sometimes you'll see groups trying to set up a number. They bet on one side that they do not eventually want to drive the price down. And then later in the week, when the limits are higher, a.k.a. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, then you go heavy with the number in your favor. So what are we seeing Saturday morning? Here comes the line movement. Patriots, which had dipped down to five and a half and five, now back up to six. Um, The other one. Oh, Pittsburgh was the other one. I'm telling you, Pittsburgh's going to crush the Texans. It got pushed down to four. I'm like, what the hell are people seeing? Now we're seeing a four and a half. That's going to get back to six by game time. Um, I just love watching this NFL stuff. All right, it is Saturday. We are 30 minutes away 
from high noon and college football kicking off across the country. And our resident Iowa fan, Big Ten correspondent, he's also added Big 12 correspondent oh, yes, to yes. his duties. Iowa Sam, he is so fired up. He's got his Iowa Hawkeyes t-shirt, his Iowa Hawkeyes bandana slash mask. Actually, I'm wearing, so I'm wearing my, uh, my, uh, Fake idea of college football T-shirt from a few years ago. That Is that was, the uh, one where Colin Cowherd said yes, and they made a T-shirt out of that? Yes, Iowa, the fake idea of college football. Well before I joined Fox Sports Radio, I bought this T-shirt from theherdnow.com. You could buy T-shirts there. I d- I bought this one there. Wow, Cowherd. This is smart. a collector's item now. Um, that was I, I think I still remember that take. That was a pretty good one by him. Yeah. Um, so how excited are you for today, man? Today's a good day. The SEC coming back, you know, obviously it, it it injects a little juice into the lineup here. We got a lot of top twenty-five teams ready to go today. You know, right off the bat, Kentucky at Auburn. You know, you got Florida at Old Miss. How's Lane Kiffin's Rebels team gonna look? Um, I mean, it's it's great. The SEC's starting. I feel like it's one step closer to feeling like we're in a full. We're in full motion into the right. into the um, so, into the schedule here. Okay, so the re- casual college football fans are gonna be like, okay, so. I look at these rankings for all the ranked teams playing today. I'm like, wait a sec. There's no Big Ten teams ranked. Big Ten's happened. There's no Pac-12 teams ranked, right? Well, some it it just depends. Like some guys have uh, teams only playing right now in the rankings or in their power rankings. Um, there are there are some Big Ten teams that are ranked, and they're certainly going to jump oh, right into the into the that. into the well. They they have been ranked in the preseason, but uh, so when they do start playing, it's not like Penn State's going to go from unranked to like number six or something right, you know right so they're just sort of idle but you know you got you do have legitimate top 25 top 10 teams playing today like florida and auburn you know okay so, so then the, i guess the next question is and again the regular season's great and fine blah 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 but it's really all about the playoff and what is the deal with the playoff i would say i'm like can the pac-12 get in their season is now gonna start can the big 10 get in their season is now gonna start or is that all to be determined great questions i mean it's you know we're gonna have the SEC and you know some ACC teams started a little earlier. Maybe they have a little bit more, uh, a little bit more tape to look at. Uh, what is fair to you if you're a Pac-12 team? Let's say you're Oregon and you, you know, you get, you go undefeated, but you only played. What are they playing? Six games or seven? Seven, seven, seven. games. How many is and the you, SEC playing? I think they're playing ten. I think they're playing ten. Okay. Um, but how many I, is the Big Ten playing? Big Ten's playing eight, actually, with a ninth Jeez, game, a ninth crazy. game added on. So seven. Eight and ten. Okay. Yeah, so it's around there. And how are you going to judge, like, who's more deserving? You know, if you start a little later, maybe play for your games, you're going to be more fresh. So um, uh, let's say Iowa goes 7-0. Yeah. and oh. Yeah, right. Well, they're 8-0, eight, and, the- and then they have a ninth game. It's like the championships week, championship week. That they, They're going to actually have this cross-divisional lineup uh, of games plus the Big Ten title game uh, for the ninth game of the season. Oh, Okay, so, so it's almost let, like a bowl game. Oh, you, All right, if, so theoretically, yeah. let's say there's two undefeated Big Ten teams. That could happen, right? If you're sure. so, if you're number one on the East, you're going to play number one in the West. Yes, one of those obviously will lose. But what if the number two team in each is also undefeated? Well, you're going to play all your division. You're going to play all your division teams. So there's no way that a two teams in the same division could be undefeated because they're going to play each other. Ah. Yeah. So that shouldn't shouldn't okay. be a worry. So, okay. You might have so two undefeated teams coming into the championship. Ohio league. State is eight and zero. Yes, and, and let's say Wisconsin is eight and zero. Well, I was going to say let one Big Ten team. Fine, Wisconsin eight and zero. Wisconsin or 
Minnesota and, or something. You know. I, but Ohio State is the last team standing that's, that hasn't lost a game. But in the SEC, where they're not doing that, right? There could be two undefeated SEC teams or no? Well, I... No, I don't think so. I think that they're playing their division foes, and then they're going to – I just would think it would be very unlikely you're going to have a division team. Uh, you're going to have only one undefeated team from each conference. So, that okay. might, yeah. so, so then the case is going to be, is a 7-1 and one LSU with their one loss to number 1 Alabama more deserving than Ohio State, which well, only played – we Seven. get into that discussion every year. Like, how are we going to move teams around? Who's more deserving? But this this one, it looks like there could be three more games for one league, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, you know. That seems more significant than The normal. problem is that we don't have non-conference games that help us determine, like, what Which league is yeah. a little bit of more value this year than others. So, that's, so are they going to rely on the eye test or stats? Oof. Eye test. It's really going to come down to, did you go undefeated? You know, did you take care of your division? And then you're going to have, a, you know, six, seven teams to choose from, and only the top four can get it. Maybe we should expand the playoff. That's just my Yeah, thought. that's my boy, Iowa Sam. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to go into the NBA real quick, talk with a Lakers writer about that. We might bring up that guy, LeBron James. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron with what's trending in sports. Jason, some college football news just coming down. Sixth-ranked LSU star sophomore cornerback Derek Stingley will not play today against Mississippi State. LSU says that Stingley became acutely ill last night and was evaluated overnight in the hospital. They say his condition is not COVID-related. He is expected to be discharged soon. Now, Stingley was an All-American last year as a freshman when he led the SEC with six interceptions. We've got three top 10 teams kicking off at the top of the hour. Third-ranked Oklahoma playing host to Kansas State. Number five, Florida at Ole Miss. And eighth-ranked Auburn, home to number 23, Kentucky. In game five of the Eastern Conference Finals last night of the NBA bubble, the Boston Celtics stayed alive with a 121-108 victory over the Miami Heat, which still leads the series three games to two, game six on Sunday. In game four, the Stanley Cup Final on Friday night. The Tampa Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars were in overtime. Brace yourselves because here comes irrepressible lightning radio voice Dave Mishkin with the finish on WFLA. He's Shattenkirk right circle. Shattenkirk! Shattenkirk! The lightning went ahead! They win game four! Five four in overtime! They leave the Stanley Cup final! Three games to one! I what he's having. In Major League Baseball Friday night, the Houston Astros clinched the final spot of the American League playoffs thanks to the Angels' 9-5 loss to the Dodgers. Cincinnati clinched its first playoff spot in seven years with a 7-2 victory over the Twins. The Miami Marlins clinching their first playoff berth in 17 years with a 4-3 victory over the Yankees. And finally, this note from Anthony DeComo of MLB.com. The New York Mets mathematically still alive for the playoffs. They can still make the playoffs if they win all three of their remaining games and the Giants lose both of their remaining games and the Phillies lose both of their remaining games and the Brewers lose at least one of their remaining playoff games. What do you think about that, Jason? Not happening, buddy. Not happening. I know you're into the Mets, but thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. 
Our next guest, he's all about the Lakers for Bleacher Report. Eric Pincus joining the show. Eric, what's up, man? Uh, you know, enjoying uh, the bubble, the playoffs. I'm, I'm in L.A., but uh, I'm enjoying watching it, at least from afar. Yeah, yeah. So I said the LeBron haters went into hiding after that masterful Game 4. So he gets to the free throw line, no turnovers, locks down Jamal Murray. Late. I mean, what can't this guy do? LeBron, it just... And, and people just still don't want to give him credit. Eric, it's, at this point, it's a little creepy, is it not? <laughs> you know, I, I covered uh, a lot of time with Kobe, uh, the late Kobe Bryant, and there was a lot of hate towards him. Uh, I got there at the tail end of Shaq, uh, so I didn't really get a chance to see that up close before he won. But I was around for that time, and I know that, you know, there's just, uh, yeah, there there are people who, even till the end, tried to deny Michael Jordan. It's just a certain... Uh, haterade that goes out there i i don't really get it uh, being around lebron uh, i don't know him better than some i maybe a little better than others because just covering the team uh he's he's a very impressive person beyond what he does on the court uh you know he takes his his role as a leader uh in this community in this world very seriously uh, does some really great things beyond the court but when you watch what he does i mean He's like a, a supercharged Magic Johnson. Uh, you know, he, he's a, a bull when it comes to getting to the basket. He's just so strong, bigger than anybody else. Uh, you know, as far as his position, and, and yet his ability to throw passes to anybody on the court and orchestrate an entire team is really at a Michael, uh, rather at a Magic Johnson level. Yeah, and and you didn't even mention the defense. I mean, LeBron plays phenomenal defense. Magic Johnson never a great defender. Um, but with the way LeBron shut down Jamal Murray late in the fourth on those two drives to the bucket, because the Lakers have nobody to guard him. I mean, Caruso is just getting embarrassed. But listen, it's Jamal Murray. I mean, he's putting him in a blender every time down the court. Um, I do want to talk away from LeBron for a sec. Eric, when I look at um, the Lakers and their their need for a third score, they've relied heavily on Anthony Davis in the series. We know what LeBron's going to give you. I, this idea that Kuzma can be the third guy, do you have any insight as to what the hell happened uh, in Game 4? Because he was on fire early, and then he got beat by Michael Porter Jr. like a couple times, and all of a sudden Kuzma basically gets benched. I think he played three minutes in the second half. Well, Frank Vogel, first and foremost, is a defensive coach. I mean, that's that's what he brings to the table. Uh, when you have the scoring of Anthony Davis, you have the scoring and the leadership of LeBron James, if you play defense as a team, you're going to have a chance to, to win a title. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily matter who that third score. They'll get it by committee. Uh, Kuzma in the Rockets series played some of the best defense I've ever seen him play. And against the Blazers, for the most part, played really great defense. Against the Nuggets, no. He, he's not playing well. And, and it's, it has to do with matchups. It has to do with he came into the league as you know, probably a below-average defender, not a very good defender. And there are, he's made massive strides, uh, but he's still an imperfect player. And, and uh, against the taller players like Michael Porter Jr., uh, he's just, he's not nearly as good. Uh, it, when he struggled defensively, that was a problem because the Lakers and Vogel, they know that they have to win defensively because that's, that's who the Nuggets are. They're a team that, puts tremendous, tremendous, tremendous pressure on any team to stop them. They're not a great defensive team. They're a good defensive team, not a great one. But they beat teams by outscoring them. That's very hard to do. But they're, 
you know, most teams that, that are that way don't succeed, but we're seeing how, how good they are. I mean, Jamal Murray's just absolutely ridiculous. And, and Nikola Jokic, the Lakers have done a pretty decent job on. We saw what he did to the Clippers. So, you know, from Frank Vogel's point of view, and, you know, I don't know this for certain, but I'm pretty confident. Uh, you know, he's more worried about getting stops. Uh, and, and if, if Kuzma's not going to execute what they need to do, then he's got to sit. We're talking with Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report. Now, the problem with this Kuzma situation is in the finals, whether it's against the wing-heavy Celtics or a, a, a Miami Heat team that's very versatile, they're going to need Kuzma. Um, the Heat are a great offensive shooting machine when they get the threes working. I know they haven't been working the last couple games, but they're going to need him. Like this, You can't trot out Rondo and Caruso uh, to close games with KCP against Boston. That's just not going to work. Um, do yeah. you have, I mean, like, listen, I'm not poo-pooing the Lakers' chances <laughs> of winning the title, Eric, but what's worked so far in this series, I don't know if it's going to work in the finals. Look, if we're talking about Kuzma, I think he fits in against the next two teams more so than he does against Denver, especially, you know, like the Heat are, for the most part, you know, guard-driven. You've got Dragic, you've got Hero. And Jimmy is Jimmy would be a tough cover for for uh, for Kuzma, uh, but Duncan Robinson is someone who I think Kuzma would be good at chasing around. So. Ah, Duncan, he's he's bare, listen, uh, Eric. There have been games where uh, if Tyler Hero's cooking, Duncan plays like twenty minutes. Between those three guys, I think that Kuzma switches onto them well. It's the taller players, the bigger players, mm. and the stronger players. So. Uh, he did have some success against Kawhi, but early on in the season, he got cooked and destroyed by Kawhi. So it's hit or miss on how we do against Jimmy Butler, but someone who's like 6'10", 11", however tall Michael Porter Jr. is, that's where it's really more of an issue. So like I said, if you watched Kuzma's defense, and if you listen to the broadcast, they're spending all this time praising how good he was because he really was. He was, he, there are certain things that he does really well as a defender, and there are certain things he's a negative. So it's a matchup thing. It's it's just you know, like if, if the you know it's like anything. Like the if the Rockets hadn't drawn the Lakers, we still might be talking about the Rockets. You know, had the Clippers not drawn the Nuggets, that was their terrible matchup. It's that's what playoffs are about. It's almost a different sport, and all the numbers and all the analytics and everything that you look at uh, you know, over the regular season and series to series, they may not be predictive and may not apply to you know those specific matchups. I you know Lakers versus the Heat. Lakers versus the Celtics, they're different puzzles. When you look at what the Nuggets are, they are a, a team that has only two players that are really the point of attack. Yeah. You have Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. You know where their offense is coming from, but we've seen when someone else gets hot, then the Nuggets are, are very hard to beat, but the Lakers know how to go in there and defend them. The Rockets, same thing. It was basically James Harden, and yeah, there was some Westbrook and maybe Eric Gordon, or the Blazers, you knew it was C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard. But these other teams, the ones remaining, they have more than just two points of attack. Yeah. And so they're harder to defend, absolutely. I mean, the, the Heat play defense at an absolute monster level, too. Uh, the Celtics, I think, are probably a, a slight notch below defensively compared to Miami. But they are more a little more uh, diverse offensively. So... You know, really tough matchups ahead on some levels, but then you've got to deal with AD, you've got to deal with LeBron James, and they have enough scoring from everybody else, KCP, a little bit from Danny Green, some from Kuzma, some from Marquise Morris, whatever. Lakers are getting it done. I, I think they're 
still the favorite against whoever they play, but I don't think it's a, you know, All right, Eric, either. quick one to wrap up here. Who's been the best player to date in the NBA playoffs? Uh, that's a tough one to, you know, the, the best individual scorer. Well, I, no, I well, the best Jamal player, Murray. overall, overall player. We, <laughs> I, I would say scorer has to be Jamal Murray. Scorer, Jamal Murray, best overall player. Well, we're going to go with someone who's the best player remaining is LeBron. I mean, well, that's the but best has LeBron been player. better than Anthony Davis in the playoffs? And you, I, I think Anthony it gets Davis, Anthony Davis, as brilliant as he's been, is enabled by LeBron. I don't think he can be what he can be without LeBron creating that, without all the attention on LeBron that and LeBron setting him up. But, you know, we've also seen he's dominated when LeBron sat and Rondo's been the point guard. So, you know, it, it, the Lakers have two of the absolute best players in the NBA still active. I mean, Jason Tatum's been great. Uh, Jamal Murray, Jokic. Those are the ones who are left, right? Who else? Jimmy Butler's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But according think, to yeah. NBA player efficiency rating, Donovan Mitchell was one. Giannis was two. Number three, Anthony Davis. Number four, LeBron James. Uh, I, and I'm and I'm trying to think about it because I'm spinning it forward, and a lot can happen in the finals. As to Lakers win the championship, and does if what happens if AD wins the MVP over LeBron? And we don't have time to get into that, and that's way way down the road, Eric. Uh, but we will invite <laughs> you back to talk about that. Thanks a lot for the time, Eric Pincus at Eric P I N C U S on Twitter. Eric, good stuff. Enjoy the uh, Lakers win tonight. <laughs> we'll see. All right, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, good stuff from Eric. Listen, I don't want to make it about LeBron versus AD, but I think I just did uh, on accident, Gavin. Uh, and listen, that listen, <laughs> this is going to be a thing. It is. I already could see the the yackers, my man Rob Parker. He's going to be, oh, how can LeBron be the best ever? AD just won finals MVP. It's the same with Steph Curry. You know, like you can just already- understand when you're going for the GOAT title, you're going to get that criticism. Yes. That's why he's treated differently than Paul George or these other choke artists. Playoff P. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, we were we're going to maybe go into the social dilemma if Iowa Sam has seen it. But given the history of the show, Iowa Sam never watches anything except Big Ten football, apparently. So I don't know if we'll go there. But we'll do something interesting next year. College football starts at 15 minutes. But first, here's a word from Farmers. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop-making, lane-change-signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Now for the legal something. Not available in every state and discount varies. Only available with select Farmer's branded policy. Subject to terms and conditions underwritten by Farmer's Drug and Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist recommended. Odor-free pain relief from muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, or even arthritis. There's no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. So Iowa Sam, I think I found that song from earlier. Is it Chromio White Women? <laughs> no, it's called Jealous. Jealous. Okay, I will look it up. That was just the instrumental I played earlier. Okay. Um, nine minutes to college football kicking off. Well, I don't even know. What week is this? Four? Yes, technically four. So, uh, Gavin fired on one game. You said Miami? Miami. Uh, mostly on Miami's great defense up against FSU's putrid offense. So, you say great. Did the kid Rousseau, he opted out. Is he back in? The defensive end, he's like a top 10. Risk. I'm not oh. sure about that one. Okay. That and I've noticed a lot of these kids are trying to come back now. They were like, yeah, I'm not going to play COVID, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like safe and the testing. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come back and play. I like that college football is giving them the chance back because I do know. They should. The kid, no, I, th- I still think Rousseau's out. He is out. Okay. So the kid Parsons, the Penn State linebacker, he's been out here in L.A. Like working out. He got an agent and everything. I, I mean, Will they let him back on the team? I don't know. I, th- I think they will. A lot of this had to do, I think, with not just COVID, but also the fact that if you're playing in the spring, you're you're playing right up until the combine in yeah, the NFL draft. You know, actually, so FCS, uh, the football championship subdivision, their playoffs are going to be going on during the NFL draft. 
Oh my God! So really? it's going to be a little, uh, a little crazy there. Yeah. Now I don't know. I mean, listen, I like the potential of spring football, but as I've been explaining most of the morning, like, if you want to have a, like a, a social life and you want to spend time with your family and like be an attentive dad, with you've got to give up some stuff. There's just no way. I can't be dialed into every baseball game. I, I have hockey. I, I'm sorry. I. For me, there just isn't value in knowing what's going on in hockey. I, I there just isn't. It, it, not going to be a huge talking point on the show. Uh, I don't. The numbers kind of bear it out in the ratings. Uh, I'm never going to get asked about hockey on an FS1 TV show. It just doesn't happen. And so you got to make these decisions. It's kind of tough. Like I always say, I'm social dilemma show on Netflix. Have you seen it? I actually watched about an hour of it, 45 minutes to an hour, and. It didn't hold my attention very well. It was really? like a little bit predictable. And then the stylistically, it kind of went off in its own direction. Uh, it was sort of some weird, I don't know, little interludes and stuff. And it just, I couldn't finish it. Hmm. I couldn't finish Bill and Ted's new movie either. So if that's any Is that streaming already? Uh, yeah, it's been oh. out. Huh. I would say I'm interested. Maybe I just have a short attention span. Were you watching it with the wife or no? <laughs> the wife. The girlfriend, um, come on. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. But and I was what just were like, her thoughts? Um, I think... I don't know. Maybe a little more, a little the same. Too. Were you guys scanning TikTok during while watching it? No TikTok, no Twitter. TikTok. Um, possibly, I don't oh, remember, gosh. but it didn't really hold my attention. Yeah, I, got... I do have a, a a documentary recommendation. Fire it started last night on HBO Max. It's called Class Action Park, and it is about an insanely dangerous water park that existed. Uh, in like Ooh. the 80s and 90s. It was in New Jersey. All right, maybe we'll get to that in the final hour. Coming up, we'll do some NFL picks, college football, everything. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, ladies and gentlemen, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. High noon on the East Coast. College football kicking off all over the country. Looks like some socially distanced fans in, is that Tuscaloosa where they're waving the white pom-poms? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It might be Kentucky. I don't know. Um, All right, we got a great guest at the top of the hour. I don't think he's been on the show. I know him. Um, He uh, He's really plugged into gambling, and he lives in Vegas, works closely with the casinos. Patrick Everson, senior writer at Covers.com. Patrick, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jason. Thanks a lot for having me on. I'm doing just great. Yeah, and uh, you know, Patrick really has carved out a strong niche for himself in telling people where the big bets are coming in in Vegas. And we've seen a lot of people copy that and and try to piggyback off his style. Listen, it's smart. It's it's a nod to you, Patrick, that you uh, have have really been at the forefront of that. And I guess we'll start with college football kicking off. Any big money move, any big lines? I, I got to plead ignorance. I did not look too much at the college football card this weekend, mostly due to COVID, but also because it's a crazy week in the NFL. Um, but I guess let's start with college football. What have you seen out there, or what are you hearing about uh, today's games? Well, there's there's a there's a lot of interesting interesting things going on. What I found kind of kind of most fascinating is, as you pointed out, some of these some of these large bets, especially when you've got these you know, either lesser known games or games with big teams and massive spreads is it's, you know, you end up with the, with, with the books sometimes end up with decisions in places where they don't really think they would. And I thought this was one that was kind of interesting, even though it's a small game, 
uh, talking with Scott Shelton at BetMGM late last night. He said, Texas, El Paso, Louisiana, Monroe. One of our one of our biggest decisions today because somebody put a mid-five-figure bet in on Texas, El Paso, and he said that's basically what's on the whole game. So the, the whole game is coming off that one bet. Wow. But, uh, but, you know, but as far as some of the larger games, especially, uh, you know, you've got a couple kicking off soon. I think you, you, you mentioned Alabama a few minutes ago. Obviously, uh, you know, they're going to get their share of play, even though it's a ton, ton, ton of points. And yeah. uh, I talked about that with the guys at William Hill this morning. And, and even with the spread being 28, 27 and a half, 28 and a half, depending on where you're looking, you're like, we're going to need Alabama for a lot. <laughs> and that seems to be the case on, on a few of these favorites. Um, although interestingly, a couple of, you know, a couple of numbers have, have, have come down a little bit. Uh, I think, I think I saw the, uh, you know, depending on when it opened, but some places opened LSU in the area of 19 or so. And I think I saw that down to 16 and a half. And, yeah. Uh, actually some play on, you know, some play on the underdog there. And, uh, I would, you know, certainly probably some professional players getting involved yeah. in that there, game. There's just so much uncertainty, Patrick. No, I mean, no mm-hmm. fans at a lot of these games or not many fans in college football, the atmosphere Almost feels like it has way more of an impact than the NFL. I guess the NFL is more of a uh, a travel deal. But I want to go back to that UTEP game. So mid five figures on UTEP versus Louisiana. When I hear yeah. that, my first thing is, all right, maybe somebody knows something about a COVID uh, <laughs> Ill- illness situation or somebody has inside intel on mm-hmm. UTEP because I don't see how anybody could find a major edge in in like a matchup of those two teams where there just isn't a ton of information out there. No, that's a fair point, and that 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 could well be the case. I haven't I haven't seen anything personally. I do know that uh, you know when you get to I, I again I wouldn't be surprised if there was if maybe feels like they know something, but when you get to weekends, football weekends in Las Vegas, and you get especially this this bet came in at one of the MGM properties here in town, they just get so many you know you know high roller house type players that. Um, you know, that just want to fire. And usually they're firing on games that you would expect them to be firing on. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, LSU or Alabama or maybe the Florida state Miami game tonight or, or something along those lines. It's not usually UTEP and Louisiana Monroe, but, but every now and then it is. So it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a weird animal up here. All right. So Patrick Everson, senior writer covers.com. You can follow him on, on Twitter at covers underscore Vegas. Uh, so Patrick, let me ask you this: When you look at the NFL card this weekend, and and, and I know we just said that UTEP there was a mid five figure bet. There, there's a lot of six figure bets coming in in the NFL. I want you to explain to the audience because people are going to hear stuff and be like, "Oh, somebody bet three hundred thousand dollars on this. They must know something." Can you differentiate when you hear about these big bets from that guy is a respected better who's going to move the line or? This is just a guy who's betting a lot of money, doesn't have a, you know, isn't uh, doesn't have a track record of winning, but we're going to take his money and we're not going to move the line. Well, and they they may not move the line or if they do it may be may just be a, a modest move even relative to the money coming in, but what I would say is probably 9 times out of 10 that's just a large casino player who probably spends a lot of money in other areas of the casino floor, you know, table games and slots and, you know, blackjack and poker and who knows what else. And with that, they are granted limits that aren't, that wouldn't necessarily normally be available to others. And with that, 
that, you know, you're not going to see players that are identified as absolutely sharp players are not going to get those kinds of limits at all. It's just, it's, it's, it's very rare that that would happen. So it's almost always just a large casino player who, and, and, but I do know, you know, I know a few of these guys who, who play big, maybe not six figures, but play five figures, play regularly, mid five figures even. And uh, I know a few of them who are pretty darn smart. They're, they're pretty with it. Um, but, uh, but generally speaking, when you're talking about those six figure bets and you're seeing like, you know, 150 here or 200 there, or I think there was like a, a 450 on the, on, on, on one of the games last weekend, a, a total, I can't recall off the top of my head, but just something really, really wild. It's going to be, generally speaking, it's not a sharp player. It's going to be more of a public caliber better who just has a, a, high, a high line, a high limit at these, uh, at these major sports books. Yeah, now, that's the other thing that you said. That, it, it, that kind of ticks me off. Like, they don't give the sharpest betters, the smartest guys who win a lot, they just won't give them large limits. I mean, Patrick, how dumb is that? I, I, like, you're successful at gambling, so we're not going to let you gamble anymore? I know that happens and everybody knows. But, like, how frustrating is that? Well, it's certainly frustrating for the sharp players who, you know, and what it, what it often does is it forces those players who, who just want to get even, a, you know, a, you know a rel- what would relatively be thought of as a reasonable amount of money down on a game. It forces them into the offshore market, which is, you know, or to some other market other than the legal regulated U.S. market. So, and, you know, that, I, I would say that's understandable. I think, um, you know, there are some books that will certainly take that. I mean, you're not going to see even even the best books, even the books that absolutely will deal with sharp money um, and, and not think twice about it. Uh, you know, Superbook being one of them, Circus Sports certainly being one of them, um, you, know, maybe, you know, a couple of others perhaps. They, they'll, they'll give sharp players pretty good limits relative to them being sharp players. Mm. They're still not going to give them like Mac versus Mac kind of, kind of limit that's just uh i sure haven't that's the guy who basically he doesn't know anything he just goes around putting big money on teams right and i don't know on, this guy on I'm the just, astros generally. right he just he just bets on the astros all right so let's look at all this as it pertains to week three have you seen any sharp respected money come in on any teams yet and by the way we should preface this patrick just because it's sharp it doesn't mean these guys are winning 100 or even 90 percent of their bets right uh, all these guys are whiffing everybody does i mean if you hit 60 percent you're like amazing right right if you're hitting 60 percent you're doing fantastic um and and sharp players would would love to take that so just running through uh you know a few of the games on the uh on on the card this week early in the week the texans definitely got some sharp money that line went from six down to four uh, at the Superbook, pretty in, in really before the middle of the week. By Tuesday, it was down to four. So okay, hold on. Sharp. So let me stop you there, Patrick. So six mm-hmm. to four, middle of the week. Now you can't. Can you get down two hundred thousand dollars on a team on Tuesday or Wednesday, or is that aren't there lower limits at some books in the middle? Yeah, of the week? yeah. Usually, what most books do is their limits will increase as you get closer to game days, and they'll you know okay. being high being highest on. It's- on Sunday. Okay, so it's funny you mentioned that because I just looked uh, earlier this morning and it looks like that line had pinged back up. So do you think this person or this group was shoving the line down from 6 to 4 on um, the Steelers in hopes of coming back heavier at a better number, say 4? That That's a possibility, and that certainly happened. 
I would think what will, and especially since it's happening today, that may be the case. Uh, coming in at a better number later in the week after after uh, after that number has been brought down, but also the Steelers are going to be the more public place, yes. so I think it's going to come back up anyway. But uh, but but to your point on sharp, that was a game early in the week that that definitely had some sharp money. Uh, the uh, uh, the Buccaneers Broncos looks like maybe some sharp looks looks like maybe some sharp play on the under. This is a little bit of uh, of me prognosticating a little bit. With uh, uh, with because the under at for example at draft or, or rather at Fanduel the under was getting sixty two percent of the money on only twenty five percent of the tickets through Friday night so that's kind of a hmm. you know indicative of, of perhaps uh, some sharp okay money okay we're there. we're we're trying to teach Patrick the audience to become smarter so sure. w- where would they look for the smartest sharpest books where the where the lines are the best. For the for the gamblers, like you well, just said, I, Fanduel. Uh, what you saw at Fanduel was leaning to an under on the Broncos. Is yeah, that because just because of the ticket count? The way the the, the the disparity between the ticket count and the money okay. often can tell you a little bit about where some sharp or where some respected play might be. Like I, I know so offshore. I know Pinnacle and Chris are very yep, respected. Yep. But is there any that like the general gambling audience can see? Uh, Fanduel is that that's considered a sharp book? Well, I would say I would say here I would point first to here in Vegas, and not to say that anybody is or isn't, but just from firsthand knowledge, you know the Superbook is going to take sharp play. Circus Sports is is staking its reputation on taking sharp play. I mean, I even saw just this morning somebody tweeted out, um, you know, uh, you know, complaining about one book in Las Vegas while pointing which which I won't name while pointing to another in Las while pointing to Circa and saying, hey, Circa just took you know, 5,000 bucks on this game. I want to bet today. And I can't even get, you know, 50 or a hundred bucks down on, on a side elsewhere. So, you know, Circa is definitely going to have really good, generally really good numbers. Uh, Matt Metcalf and his crew, there do a really good job. They're they're You know, I, I would say they're being absolutely, you know, fair. Uh, and I would absolutely say the same about Superbook, And I'd say the same about other spots too, but but uh, but that's something that uh, that Circa's really really tried to drive in the year plus since they opened. Interesting. So is that we're gonna is that if you're a sharp better, um, we have limits, but we're gonna let you bet up to those limits okay. if you're a sharp so player. So it's funny you mentioned Circa. I, or we went deep on Carolina Chargers earlier in the show. Okay, I'm in the Circa mm-hmm. contest. I'm off to a pretty good start, seven two and one, and I that's really want to take Carolina. But Patrick, mm-hmm. I mean, like on paper. I it's tough for me to stomach that and make a case for Carolina, but now I just see at Circa the line's gone down from six and a half to six. I'm assuming that's a sharp big wager, right? That's well, maybe not. Maybe not big. It doesn't necessarily take big. A respected, it doesn't necessarily big say. wagers to move the money. It, it, a sharper. I mean, you could have a public player come in and put a hundred thousand dollars down, and the line may not move. You could have a sharp guy come in and put five grand down, and that number does move. So because it's a respected play. And they're going to respect that person's opinion and that person's money more so than maybe than potentially quite a bit more money from a public player. But yeah, that's down to six. That could be that could be indicative of a of a little bit of sharp play on you know on the underdog there. But I understand your your predicament there. It is it is kind of hard to say that you know Panthers going all the way across the country. It's it you know uh, you know definitely a a lengthy road trip. And the last I updated on this game uh, was from DraftKings on Friday, where the Chargers were getting 75% of the bets and 79% of the dollars 
on the point spread. But what that says is the Chargers are the public team in that game, you know, when, when the numbers mm-hmm. are like that. So right. if, there, if there is a sharp side, which there isn't always, you know, the Sharps are not getting involved in every, every game. All right. But if there's yeah. a sharp side there, it is Carolina. All right, last one quickly. Cincinnati-Philly. Uh, I, 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 Philly was the only loss for me last week, but I think I'm going to go back to them. I saw a summer line where this was Philadelphia minus 10. They're now mm-hmm. only favored by four and a half at home against Cincinnati. The line's going down this week. Patrick, do you see it going back up this weekend with the big bets coming in on the Eagles? Well, at four, four and a half now, it's, I, I think it's possible. Those four and a half, five, five and a half, they're kind of, they're almost numbers where, where the book can pretty easily move to those okay. and then just kind of let the betters decide where they want to shove it if they want to bring it down to four or, or get it back up, which is the key number, obviously, or, or bring it back closer to six which is where it was early in the week. And then, as you said, if you got on this over the summer, I mean, goodness, you put yourself in a situation where you could potentially middle and win both sides of this, which is great. Yes, I, but, I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, no, I, just, I understand. Yeah. I, I don't generally take games over the summer either, but, but some people really, the smarter guys, really watch for those opportunities and they bang them and they, yeah. and they, and they, they often make them work. But this, this, is, this one's hard to say. This is one I updated last night as well. And it, it is that at DraftKings, for example, there actually are a little bit more tickets, a little bit more money on uh, on the Eagles. But it's a two way action game, no question. Mm. And it's you know it's almost certainly a little bit of respected play helping bringing that money down. Whether it's at DraftKings or whether it's elsewhere, and DraftKings is kind of following the market with the move. Got it. All right, Patrick Everson. You can follow him on Twitter at covers underscore Vegas. Patrick, great stuff, and we'll definitely have you back on the show, man. I'd appreciate it. Good to talk right. to you guys. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the weekend. That was Patrick Everson. I, I, I don't know about you, Kevin. I, I just love this gambling stuff and continuously learning more and more. Like, Circa's kind of come out of nowhere to become a big player now in the last couple of years. And oh, I'm sweating these picks. All right, let's go to Isaac. We got some breaking news somewhere in sports. I have no idea what this is. Isaac, what do you got? Jason, the kickoff of the Syracuse-Georgia Tech game is presently being delayed temporarily in order to confirm negative COVID-19 test results. Brent Axe of the Syracuse Post-Standard reports that three Syracuse players are being retested to confirm negative COVID results. So we'll keep you updated on further developments there at the Carrier Dome. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so just to recap. They're about to kick off, and then all of a sudden, a test came up as, what, positive? Well, that's the thing. The report is that three players are being retested to confirm negative results. So that's all the information we know. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. 
Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Spencer Rattler looking good. I like his hairstyle. He's got like the braids. And then, so I was just looking up Spencer Rattler. He's looking sharp. Florida looks good. Um, and this is why I'm I'm reluctant to dive into gambling on college football. Hartman, Steve Hartman's up next, and Gavin were just saying that like Kansas State, you need X amount of players due to COVID to, I guess, have, have your game happen. And they, like, barely made the cutoff. Like, I don't, I, I just can't t- spend all my time reading about who's testing positive for COVID at mid-tier Big 12 teams. I, I can't. So, d- do you know the story there, Sam? About Kansas State, not so much, but I believe, isn't the number, like, 53? 53? Yep, yep. I thought these teams had, like, 80 guys. You have to have a full two deep, but more, you have to have, you know, guys on special teams, too, and. Yeah, a regular a regular college football team's like what, 85-ish yeah. teams? Yeah. That's wild. But you right. need you need 50 some. So, if there's any updates, we got Bruce Feldman coming up in a couple minutes here. Um he's got a new book out with Ed Orgeron. Um if there is an update, Isaac on that Syracuse kickoff, let us know. Has it has it kicked off by the way? 
It still has not kicked off, so we're following the situation. But uh, good news, the official Syracuse Twitter account just tweeted, Hey fans, do you know how many points Syracuse will score in today's game? Head over to their website to submit your answer for a chance to win some gear. So right now, I would submit zero the way it's going. But they're trying to sell stuff because everybody's talking about Syracuse. Hey, hey, you got to strike while the iron is hot and the tests are being confirmed. It's just so unseemly, man. And that's another reason college just... Ticks me off, man. Players get nothing. But hey, hey, oh, our game's delayed because of COVID for a, a test. Um, hey, go to our website and buy stuff to line the pockets of the wrestling coach. Like, come on, get out of here. Um, all right, yeah, let's just go to Isaac. We got Bruce Feldman coming up in a minute. Isaac with what's trending in a wacky start to college football. Ah, wacky indeed. Starting with number eight, Auburn. They fell behind 23rd-ranked Kentucky 7-0, but Auburn has just scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion for that matter. So they've got an 8-7 lead over Kentucky. Four and a half left to play in the opening quarter. Number three, Oklahoma and Kansas State are scoreless five minutes in. Number five, Florida and Ole Miss are scoreless four minutes in. 13th-ranked Central Florida trailing at East Carolina 7 to nothing, three and a half minutes into the game. Number 19, Louisiana and Georgia Southern are scoreless, eight minutes in. And number 21, Pittsburgh, a 6 to nothing lead over 24th-ranked Louisville midway through the first quarter. Players now returning to the field at the Carrier Dome. That is the latest report from Brent Axe of the Syracuse Post-Standard who reported that the kickoff of that game with Georgia Tech delayed temporarily to confirm negative COVID results from three Syracuse players. But again, the latest report is that players are presently returning to the field at the Carrier Dome prior to their presumed kickoff with Georgia Tech. Sixth-ranked LSU star sophomore cornerback Derek Stingley will not play later today against Mississippi State. LSU says that Stingley became acutely ill last night and was evaluated overnight in the hospital. LSU saying his condition is not COVID-related and he's expected to be discharged soon. Stingley was an All-American last year as a freshman when he led the SEC with six interceptions. Jason, back to you. Stingley's got to be a top 10 pick when he comes out. He, he looks like a Darryl, Darrell Rivas type player. Uh, thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, our next guest, you guys know him well. Uh, he's been coming on the show for a long time. He's college football. One of the preeminent writers about college football. And he's got a new book out called Flip the Script coming out in oh, exactly one month about Ed Orgeron and LSU's national title run. Bruce Feldman joining us. Bruce, what's up, man? Good morning, Jason. Good to be on with you. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining. Uh, and congrats again on the book. I, I can't wait to dig into that. Joe Burrow, so many future NFL players there. And Orgeron is a fascinating uh, character. And uh, you guys had done a book before, right? Yeah, I had spent actually two years around them to do a recruiting book called Meat Market. And yeah. it did the book did well because I think it was just a fascinating behind the scenes of like never before seen access of fly on the wall for how recruiting comes together. And I, people had always asked me for a lot, like pretty much the last 15 years, are you ever going to do, do another book like that? And I didn't think I would. And then 
this book really is the closest I can come to a sequel to Meat Market because, as you said, his story, his personal story is pretty remarkable. You have a guy who is a recovering alcoholic who was a arguably the best recruiter in college football as an assistant, really helped Pete Carroll build that dynasty, learned under Jimmy Johnson at Miami, had some off-the-field issues um, as, he, as he dealt with really challenges and, and recovery. Um, then he gets the old Miss job, and he recruits well, but ends up ends up really, really struggling. You know, it's, doesn't win enough games, gets fired after three years. And I think what was fascinating was in a business of football coaches where everybody is super stubborn, he had to look inside and realize, hey, these are the mistakes I made. And I think when people read the book, they will see that the guy who ended up becoming the interim head coach after Lane Tiffin got fired, not only did Ogeron learn from his own mistakes from his time at Ole Miss, he really learned from Lane Tiffin's mistakes being around him at USC and at Tennessee. And so he kept evolving, and then we saw him really keep evolving after he took over as the interim at LSU and kind of learning from some of the things that didn't work or maybe had fallen flat from Les Miles. And so, I mean, the access I have for this book and all the behind-the-scenes stuff of how, you know, they just had arguably the greatest season in college football history. Just ran through everybody. Joe Burrow had this remarkable season. And, um, you know, so we have great stuff from Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's family, and a lot of guys inside the program. And I think it'll be a you know, fascinating study, not just for, for SEC football fans, but really NFL football fans as well, because they're, they'll find out stuff about who Joe Burrow really is that they probably can't have never seen before. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like also it can apply to anybody's life. I mean, listen, we all face adversity. How you bounce back and learning from your mistakes, that's huge in life. Speaking of mistakes, Lane Kiffin, we know he struggled a lot. Mississippi with a beautiful play for a touchdown there. Um, any thoughts on Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss? I mean, the SEC starting today really gives a huge boost to college football. Last couple of weeks, it kind of been, you know, COVID watch, basically, and now we have actual football. Any thoughts on the SEC or teams we should monitor uh, here, Bruce? Yeah, I think right now Lane has some, some firepower on offense. Yeah. He has some dynamic athletes, a quarterback, good fast running back. What he doesn't have is much to work with on defense. And if you're in the SEC, you don't have enough, enough guys to, to really not just be difference makers, but guys who can really hold up you're going to probably lose in a bunch of shootouts. And I, I would say right now, in the SEC West, I think Lane, if they can get to 500, because you're not talking about a normal year where you have four non-conference cushy games or at least three out of four are going to be cupcakes. Right now, it's everybody else in the, in the conference. So it's going to be a scramble to get to 500 this year, but it will not be boring. I think that's the one thing <laughs> you can count on with Lane Kiffin. It will never be boring. And um, we'll see if he can give – a very, very good Florida team, which I think will win the SEC East. Mm. Uh, we'll see if he can give them all they can handle this afternoon. Yeah, interesting. Uh, we're talking with Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports College football reporter. So, Bruce, uh, I think there's a lot of questions as to how this is going to work when it comes down to the playoff. Um, first of all, do you think it's fluid? Can the Pac-12 make a case that, hey, we should have a team in there? Can the Big Ten as well? They're not. They're, everybody's playing a different amount of games, it appears. Um, any thoughts, and I know it's early, on the college football playoff and how this is going to work? Yeah, I, I think it's possible, especially, you know, who knows how many games everybody's going to get to play. We've yeah. seen a ton of postponements and some cancellations already. 
So who's to say that there won't be more once the once the rest of the Power Five gets gets scheduling games and gets set to play? I think if you're the Pac-12, let's because they're the ones who are starting the latest on the weekend of of uh, November seventh. What they're looking at is less games. So if somebody from the Pac-12 goes seven and zero, let's say they can play all their games, and then whether it's USC or Oregon or Arizona State, uh-huh. they they beat everybody. They have a shot, but I think you're looking at a seven and zero team versus potentially. I don't think you're getting in if you're an undefeated Big Twelve champ. I don't think you're getting over certainly a undefeated SEC champ, um, or even if Ohio State runs the table and they're sitting there with two more wins. I think the issue comes in with if it's a seven and three or if it's an eight and two SEC team, then what are, what are we talking yeah. about? Like, how does that work? Uh, right now, if you're the Pac-12, especially, you have no margin for error, and you also really have nothing to elevate your conference's worth because a lot of people think the the SEC, the the Pac-12, is the weakest of the five Power Five leagues. And they're not going to have any non-conference games to go play, you know, for Oregon to beat Ohio State and to get people to go, well, the Pac-12 is better than it normally is. It's just going to be you beat a team in your in your conference, and everyone's going to think, well, that team's just not very good anyway. You beat Arizona. You beat Washington State. You beat Colorado. Even if you beat Utah, it's like, well, Utah lost a lot of guys that went to the NFL last yeah. year. So even Oregon, as, as, as well as Mario Cristobal is recruited, they now have to replace their entire offensive line. I know you know how good Panay Sewell is. They have to replace a bunch of their defensive backs. They obviously have to replace the sixth pick in the draft, Justin, Justin Herbert. And they're gonna. We'll see if Tyler Shuck is the guy. I know they like him, but we'll see. And so, you know, you take teams like that as as good as Oregon is. I mean, I'm not sure people are gonna realize just how good they are based on just a Pac-12 schedule, even if they run through it. It's it's so tough with the no non conference games, Bruce. Uh, all right, final question as it pertains to the to the draft. So we saw some players say they're going to opt out and then they wanted to come back. Um, one of the guys I know, the Penn State linebacker, was out here in L.A. working out. Now I don't know. I, that was like two weeks ago. Um, are they letting everybody come back, or what if the players sign with an agent? Like, I, I, how is that working? Is all this just so fluid, Bruce? Well, there's a couple of pieces. We reported this on our Big Noon kickoff show last week. So there's two big key pieces here. One is the academic component of this. You know, were the players enrolled in class? And if if they weren't in the academic side of it, then it's going to be a hard case to make that you could be reinstated. But the second piece is, if you signed with an agent, did you accept benefits? Because a bunch of guys in the Big Ten did sign with agents. Uh, Tom Mars is an attorney I spoke to. He's won more than his share of cases against the NCAA. And Tom Morris told me it's very interesting language that because the Big Ten's commissioner, Kevin Warren, had specifically said last month that there was not going to be this decision would not be reversed, meaning that there would be no fall football, Mm. that he feels like the NCAA has unique flexibility in saying, okay, this is a very rare situation. They're not worried about precedent that they could allow players if they want to come back that they could they could be allowed back in and he said without kevin warren's comments like that i don't think they would have a prayer of being reinstated if they accepted benefits but now i think that is a very distinct possibility i don't know if you're going to see micah parsons i don't even know if micah parsons wants to come back <laughs> what i heard it didn't sound like Panay sewell you know there are some of these guys i mean they're top 10 picks yeah that 
they're probably going to go, hey, I'll just keep preparing for the draft, and that's that. There's other guys, Wyatt Davis, Rashad Bateman from from Minnesota, really good receiver. Uh, Sean Wade, really good defensive back from Ohio State. Those guys are expected to come back, and I think they will be cleared to play. Hmm. Wow. This, I mean, this college football season is going to be incredible. Uh, Bruce Feldman, great stuff. And get his book. Go grab that. Flip the script uh, about Ed Orgeron and the LSU run to the championship. Bruce, congrats on the book. I mean, you're crushing it, everything, dude. Sideline reporting, report, writing, books. I mean, Bruce Feldman, he does it all. Congrats, man. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Good stuff, Bruce Feldman. And uh, college football is having a fascinating day. Listen, this Ole Miss-Florida game is bananas. Florida threw a pick. I mean, I don't know what the quarterback was seeing. Just lobbed it up, picked off. And then Ole Miss trickeration to get inside the red zone. And then their quarterback. I don't know why Plumlee's not in there at quarterback. The kid number 10 who was awesome last year. The the other quarterback just had a pass batted down and picked off by the Gators inside the red zone. Um, yeah, now I'm starting to feel the college football juice is flowing. <laughs> Iowa Sam was right. SEC's back. I mean, this game... A lot of big plays. And the How about cool Oklahoma? 137 yards to 10 over K-State. Yeah, they're, they're going to roll. Um, I just The cool thing about the SEC is these creative offensive guys, they're not – it doesn't look anything like the NFL, right? Are you? If you guys are watching, like, the formations and the plays and the speed, it's just it's, – it's not NFL football. This is like – Ole Miss had their quarterback passing to their other quarterback twice in a row. I don't know if you saw that on an earlier drive – and I like the kid, number 10, Plumlee. Uh, and I, the reason I like him is because he cost me money last year against Alabama. I bet Alabama to cover against Ole Miss because Ole Miss, I mean, their defense is pathetic. And this kid, Plumlee, was a freshman. He's a baseball player. And he was just doing all these crazy scrambles and just making things happen. I was impressed with him. Cost me money, but uh, I was still impressed. Anyways, Gators, uh, you know, with the ball. And now Auburn with their quarterback, Bo Nix. They're in a tough one against... Uh, Kentucky, good stuff. College football is, it's officially back. And we will wrap up the show after this. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the claim-free discount, which gives you money off your homeowner's policy if you've been claim-free for three consecutive years. Also applies for three successive years, three years straight, and what's known to insurance fans as the claim-free three-peat. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Now for the legal something. Not available in every state. Only available with select farmers branded policies subject to terms and conditions underwritten by Farmers Truck or Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Let's go for the Geico. Play of the day. Trask on a stretch, looks to throw the ball off to the right to Kyle Pitts. He swings out and makes the catch and goes in for the touchdown. Oh, my. Kyle Pitts taking the pass from Kyle Trask, and the Gators score on their first possession. Wasn't that a masterful drive? Did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. Geico play of the day. Well done. Uh, Gators get that lead. Hartman and Catino Mobley up next. Wow, what a throw by Rattler. Oklahoma's in the end zone. Spencer Rattler looking good. I don't know how they're going to do it. decide a Heisman this year, but if you're an Oklahoma quarterback, you're automatically in the mix. Oh, the guy who caught it is Drake Stoops. I'm assuming that's Bob Stoops' kid. Um, that's fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do for the Heisman, but I was just talking with Hartman, and he's, got, he's up next with Pacino Mobley. Will they do a lot of college football? Will they do a lot of NBA? Will they do NFL? Will they do gambling? I don't know. You'll have to listen. Hartman fired up about uh, politics. I think he's going to do probably at least two segments on the debate on Tuesday night. Maybe three. I, I, I'm not sure. He's, he's No, he, he won't touch it on air. Oh, he will not? No. no. Why? Because you're it's producing a sports it? show. <laughs> no, it's a college football Saturday. But I thought, every, I thought Clay Travis did that like five days a week. No, yeah, well, that's Clay oh, Travis. I think Hartman likes Clay Travis. <laughs> I think they, they, they're on the same wavelength. No, I don't, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um so, yeah, it's a, a big day. Oh, here we go. Ole Miss. Oh, that's got to be P.I. Give me a break. He wouldn't let the guy turn around. 
No flag. Yeah, Florida, listen, Florida Ole Miss is fun. No, no three yards in a cloud of dust here. It How is, is your mock draft looking for 2021? Trevor Lawrence, number one overall? Yeah, I, I, all I keep getting as a Jets fan is, do you want Trevor Lawrence? And, like, Cowherd asked me about it yesterday on air, and I was just like, listen, I don't think the Jets are going to be that bad. They kind of look that bad so far, but it's early. Um, they suck. Yeah, they're, they're – this is a big spot for them. You, you think they'll cover? I think the line – 11 and a half is that's, that's a lot. And I don't I'm not a believer in Indy's defense. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean they bottled up Kirk Cousins. The Jets just have no weapons. But, Their starting receivers this week are like Kevin Hogan and Braxton Berrios. I mean, what the hell do you expect anybody to do with that? And you could say, "Well, Kyle Shanahan could do something, could he?" Their offense has been all running early in the season. I mean, Jimmy G got no weapons. And um Le'Veon yeah. Bell hasn't really worked out, and Adam Gase is Adam Gase. Know, gosh, he's so – oh. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell can't stay healthy. Then when he is healthy, the offensive line stinks. Yeah, the Jets are just garbage right now. It's painful. You know? I, it's your I, AFC East pick, Jason. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Listen, that was more fun than anything uh, and optimism. But, um, you know, Cam Newton and Patriots look good. I'm still not sold on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to bet the Rams this weekend in the contest, but I will bet them personally because I think they'll win outright. I feel like whoever wins that game will be kind of proven now. Like, we can go, okay, the Rams are officially Wait, uh, back. Rams beat the Cowboys and the, and Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Yeah, but the Eagles are terrible. And well, the Cowboys they, they are, played yeah. terrible. I thought the Rams' game plan was incredible. I mean, yeah, they no, were- they, they look terrific. And I saw that Jared Goff is – there's no quarterback – uh, using more play action than Jared Goff yeah. by far. It's like 25% or something like that. I mean, the Eagles just were not ready for any of that. It was crazy how wide open Robert Woods and Tyler Higbee and all these guys. I mean, it was just like guys running around wide open all over the place. Now, interesting it, tidbit. I talked about this on Straight Fire this week with um, John Middlecoff. It's like, okay, the Eagles just got roasted by McVay. Now they face a McVay disciple in Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach. Is that an advantage for the Eagles having just seen it, or is it an advantage for the Bengals? We know what to do. I don't know. I I, I think the Bengals are believing in Joe Burrow right now, so they they might have a better kind of mentality heading into that game. The Eagles are like they're looking around, going, "What what happened to us?" Now now remember though that entire game against the Browns, the Bengals were playing catch up. They were down two scores. Most of the game. But Joe Burrow has been in every game. And both of the games, it looks like a talent disparity. Like, if he had better talent around him, they'd be in those games. So That's a good point. I mean, A.J. Green, by the way, has looked so washed. Just can't get to any cat, any balls. He's old. I mean, he missed last season due to injury, but he just looks old. Um, yeah, a very strange setup for the Bengals. They're, they're a, an offensive lineman or two away. Now, if the Bengals get, like, a top three pick, they're sitting so pretty because they can just trade down and somebody's going to jump up and want Justin Fields. Um, I think Lawrence goes one. The kid Trey Lance at, at North Dakota State is what I, good. What I like to see was that Herbert and Burrow have looked fearless in their early action so far. They don't look scared like a rookie. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're waiting to see Tua. By the way, Ole Miss. 
This kid Drummond now, two touchdown catches. Dontario Drummond. Ole Miss is giving Florida some fits. Listen, Lane Kiffin, it's good to have him back. The guy knows offense. I mean, he, I just don't think he's like a leader of men. Um, it's been proven at his multiple stops. But he knows offense. So, uh, great show in the books. Thanks, Gavin, Iowa Sam, Chris, um, Isaac with the updates. Did that Syracuse game start, by the way? Still don't know. My gosh. Just a lot of that COVID stuff. Um, uh, thanks to the guests. Good stuff. If you guys missed the show, obviously download the podcast. We'll be back next week. And don't forget to catch Straight Fire, iTunes, Spotify. It's your boy. I'm out. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.